Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. You want to know how you get the money? You want to know how you get the power? You want to know how you get the respect? First, you got to submit your life to Christ. Right. Keep it alive. Submitting your pride. Keep it right. Walking in the light. You'll see the light. Money, power, respect. Money, power, respect. Money, power, respect. Keep it alive. Submitting your pride. Keep it right. Walking in. Money, power, respect. Money, power, respect. Yo, yo, we on the road to the riches. Been a long time. We got enough diamonds for the riches. Whatever the cabin is nothing. Anything the heart desired, the Lord got it. The money in the game is right. Cause we all profit. Look around, we all blaze out. They hate and I shine. With the solid kinematics, the streets of Palestine. We in the third heaven. Anything only in cloud nine. With the light is from the foreign. No need for sunshine. See, the Lord got it in the past. Durable pockets. Another one holding a whole lot of cash. Imagine that. Man, just reciting all gold. With your name on the door, better than all souls. Gold to you, fast, topaz, and amateurs. I'm in clay bricks and white clothes and all of you. Look around, it's all harder. He's talking to Christ, you don't get it. I'm in line. 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 I'
Shalom, shalom, shalom. Um, once again, you're now under the sounds of the voice of the disciples of Christ. And I'm Tyler Doc. We also have um, tonight on the call. Um, I'm not sure that he's tuning in just as yet, but um, Kahan Eliezer, um, Kahan Tyler Yawan, um, we also have the op, um, <clears throat> Mayaka, tuning into the core. So I always like to start the show off with going over the 12 tribes of the nation of Yasha Allah of Israel, and then I'll turn it over to Brother Taliyawan and let him speak to you for approximately 15 minutes, then Brother Eliezer will take it over. Then I will actually um, open up the lines for questions. This is really delayed. We touch your face. You can't hear me talking? So, um, Brother Tyler, you want, are you there? Can you hear me? Let me just make sure that I'm actually hard here. Um, caller from Southeast Florida, Monroe County. Um, are you able to hear me? Just want to make sure we're not experiencing technical difficulties. Um, caller in Southeast Florida, Monroe County, are you able to hear me? Right, I can hear you, brother. Oh, come on, come on. The water. Um, tell the one, it looks like you're not um, called in. It looks like you're just actually logged in. Um, let me just unmute the lines for a second here. Um, guest four, can you tell me your location? Is this brother Eliezer? A caller that's logged in as guest four. Yes, Tyler Doc, this is Monique. I'm here. Oh, um, sure. The water. Um, let's see. Caller from East Virginia. Is this Brother Eliezer? Caller that's in the room that's actually calling in. Who's calling in from Virginia? Call it that's logged in as East Virginia. Could you state your name, please? Call it that's calling in from East Virginia. Can you hear me? All right, well, I'm, I'm just going to actually go ahead and um, actually start this off. Looks like we're actually having some discrepancies here, like a couple of the brothers that's actually supposed to be cool and then um and you know, giving a lesson 
apparently they're having some sort of difficulties with your phone. But nevertheless, we're going to start it off on the 12 tribes of Israel, according to the Bible. When you read the Bible and get understanding, the so-called Negroes is a tribe of Judah. When you read the Bible and get understanding, the so-called people in the West Indies that refer to themselves as Jamaicans, Trinidadians, and so on and so forth, is a tribe of Benjamin. The so-called Haitians is the tribe of Levi. The people in Dominicans, the so-called Dominican people in the Dominican Republic, is a tribe of Simeon. And the people from Guatemala to Panama is actually the tribe of Doubler. Ephraim is the so-called Puerto Ricans. Um, the Cubans, so-called Cubans, is the tribe of Manasseh. The North American Indians is a tribe of Gad. The Seminole Indians is a tribe of Reuben. And the people in Argentina and Chile is a tribe of Nephitali. The people from Colombia to Uruguay is a tribe of Asa. All the way down to the so-called Mexicans who mix up the tribe of Issachar. When you read the Bible and get understanding, or the tribe of Yashashika, when you read the Bible and get understanding. So um, with that, you know, I'm going to actually, um, since the brother Eliezer, I don't seem to be on the call, or brother Tiger Yawan, I don't see him really walked in here. I guess I'm just going to um, start teaching a little bit, and I open it up for questions, and this is like for um, anyone that's actually new into this truth, and um, anyone that's actually been in the truth and don't belong to um, any camp, then you may consider joining the Disciples of Christ, DLC. You could actually also visit our website at org. So um, with that, I wanted to start talking about coming out of this world. If you're listening to us on this call tonight, it's because the Most High, the one that you refer to as God, whose proper name is Yahweh, is requiring you to come out of this world. He's requiring you to come out of this world. If you're listening to this call, it is not just by chance. If you're listening in by computer or satellite radio, the Most High is requiring you to come out of this world, and he wants you to return to him. According to the book of Jeremiah 4, verse 1, it says, If thou wilt return, O Israel, it does not say the entire world. It's specific. It's saying, O Israel, Jeremiah 4, verse 1, If thou wilt return, O Israel, saith the Lord, return unto me. And if thou wilt put away thy abominations out of my sight, then shalt thou not be removed. See, this was a prophecy of what actually happened to the Israelites in captivity you know, that was actually going into captivity under the Babylonians and Nebuchadnezzar. So, um, you know, prophecy is refulfilling itself today. Um, so if you Israelites do not return to the Heavenly Father, the Most High, whose proper name is Yahweh, the same fate, yet worse, is going to come 
to you more than they Israelites. So I see the brother um, Taza Yawan is um, actually on the call now, but I'm going to just let you take it over. Then I'll come in a little later. So, you know, just bring out what you have to bring out in the spirit. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you. Tom. All right. All right, brother, you can take it off. Tom, we're going to go into some scriptures about being set apart. I the most how made the Israelites a set apart people. All right. So, if, whoever listening, huh. I would like you to get, you know, get your Bibles out and go to Exodus chapter 6. And we're going to start at verse 4. Now, this is the most high talk of the Moses as he took them out of, out of the land of Egypt, you know, after the captivity of the Pharaoh and the Egyptian captivity. And he says, this Exodus chapter 4, chapter 6, verse 4, and I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their, the land of their pilgrimage, when there were strangers. And I have also heard them groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians kept in bondage, and I have removed my covenant. See, he gave a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They're the forefathers of the Israelites. They come from the seed of Shem. And verse 6 says, Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with the stretch of our arm and with great judgments. Now, verse 6 is the, is the, is the uh, actually the verse I want you all to pay close attention to because it's about being set apart, you know. Now, verse 7 says, and I will take you to be for my people. For, for I will take you to me for a people and I will be to you a God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of Egypt. So he's telling you right there, he's letting you know, I'm taking you. I'm the one. I did it through Moses, you know. I did it through Moses to show you my power, you know. And he's telling you that I'm going to choose you out of all these nations on the earth, you know. Out of all these nations on the earth, I'm going to choose you to be my people. And I choose you to give my law, my covenant, my statutes to. You understand? So I have a I have a question for you, good brother, not to um, interrupt you, but um, now the average question um, that would actually read that scripture um, would say that it's talking about more than the Israelites. Are you sure that's not referring to Muslims and those type of people as well? Oh no! Well, right. we we, we can, the Bible says two of all things, right, Elder? Cut, cut. So, so we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Deuteronomy and see who he was talking about. All right. So, Let's see. based on what you're saying, you're basically saying that the Heavenly Father, the Most High, only made a covenant with the Israelites, the people that I named at the beginning of the show, the so-called yes, blacks, so-called Hispanics, and so-called Native Americans of Negroid descent. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. Matter, matter of fact, we can, you know, we can stay in the book of Exodus, actually. We can stay in the book of Exodus. We can, we can, we can, we can read from Exodus. And we're going to read from Exodus chapter, 
chapter 4, verse 5. Now it says, okay. now in fact we can stay at 4. Uh, chapter 4, verse 4, we can start at 4. And it says, the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thy hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and, he, and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand that they may believe that the Lord, the Lord God of their father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. We all know Jacob is the forefather of the 12 tribes. Hath appeared to you. See, it's it's plenty more scriptures that we can get into to show you that he was only dealing with the Israelites from Old Testament to New Testament. See what I'm saying, Holden? Okay, come, 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 no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, so, um, you know, basically, from what you said, you know, salvation is actually only for the Israelites. Because the Heavenly Father only made a covenant with the Israelites. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Yeah, 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 I got a scripture. Uh, um, so, you know, basically, as I was saying from the beginning, the Heavenly Father is requiring you to come out of this world. Now, for for the sisters that may be listening, like if you're dressed in a certain way, if you dress like really provocative, um, that's not of the Most High. It's not of Yahweh Shah. Many of you would say that, um, well, I, it's what's in my heart. Um, it's not um, how I look on the outside. That's a lie. That's a lie. Because mm-hmm. what you have internally is reflected externally. So what's on the inside of you is a reflection that's cast externally. So, you know, um, lightness does not coincide with darkness. Same thing for the brothers. If you want to be like a um, a, a gigolo or something like that, then you're, gonna, you're not going to make it into the kingdom. You have to come out of this world. If you're using drugs, if you're abusing drugs, if you're a striker, if you're a woman beater, all of that, they will not enter the kingdom. You have to come out of this world. And the reason that you're so affixated to this world is because this world is under Satan's authority. Like, case in point, you know, a couple um, weeks ago when the president, um, you know, election was actually being held, a lot of so-called black people got highly upset because Donald Trump was so not elected but selected as the next president of the United States. Now, if you was really under the Heavenly Father or Yahweh Bahashem, Yahweh Shah, and not this wall, you wouldn't be concerned about who the president is because you would know that Hamashiach said that, that the prince of this world cometh and have nothing in me, meaning that after he left, Satan was going to come and rule this world. So whoever sits on the president's seat in the United States is sitting on the seat of Satan. So Donald Trump will be sitting on the seat of Satan. Barack Obama has been sitting on the seat of Satan for almost the past eight years. And when he first got elected, a lot of you so-called blacks was just elated, like just fascinated, and, you know, with this man being president simply because he was black. Mm -hmm. And I prophesied then that things would actually get worse for you, and it has, and it has. 
But the book of John 14, verse 30 says, Yet after I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and have nothing in me. So Hamashiach Yahawashah told us that this world was going to be ruled by Satan. Who's the prince of this world? Satan. Who's controlling the presidency? Satan. USA is under Satan's authority. If this world was going in accord to the Most High and Yahweh Shah, you would not have the Supreme Court sanctioning gay marriages, same-sex marriages. There's no way that America could declare itself to be a Judeo-Christian country and then look in the Bible and read the Bible and just look over the book of Leviticus 20 and 13. There's no way that she reads the Bible and don't see that. There's no way that she reads the Bible and don't see the laws of the Most High. The book of John 15 verse 16 says, Ye have not chosen me. So if you're on this call right here tonight, guess what? It's because the spirit of righteousness touched you and is trying to get you to change your life, to alter your life, to alter your perception. It says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. So when you learn this truth, once you're well versed in this truth, what you're supposed to be doing is what we're doing right now. You go out and you teach others and you bring them into the fold. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be shepherds and you're supposed to go out and teach others and bring them into the fold. And your fruit should remain that whosoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Verse 17 says, these things I command you, that ye love one another. Mm-hmm. And if the world hate you, know that it hated me before it hated you. When I came into this truth, a lot of my family members brought contact with me. Many of them still don't talk to me right now, right today. But it's not me that they hate because I am trying to live in accord with Yahweh Shah. They hated him. They've done things to him. They ridiculed him. They wanted to stone him. From the time that he actually came into existence, they were seeking to kill him because they know that the Messiah was supposed to come to birth. So he had to flee out of the land in which he was born. You know, because they wanted to put him to death, because they hated him. Because wickedness does not like righteousness. Verse 19 said, if the world, if you were of the world, the world will love you. So when you get into this truth, you're not of this world. So don't try and use an excuse that, oh, it's what's in my heart. The Lord doesn't care how I dress. That's a lie. That's a lie. Get your minds right. Because when you're in the mind of Hamashiach, you're not of this world. The world would love his own, but because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. So many of you, if you embrace this truth, better get ready for a lot of people to dislike you. You're going to see your friends changing on you. Oh, you're different. What happened? You don't want to hang out anymore. You know, Bobo, when I want you to hang out, smoke some um, weed, whatever. Anybody lace it with wet? Have you getting naked or whatever? Because that's what they do. You know what I mean? They're trying to have you do all kind of wickedness. But 
when you come into this truth, you got to tell your friend, Joe, sorry, Joe, I got to go. I'm going to study with the occupant. And the same for you sisters. When you when you walk this walk in this truth, you cannot have the same type of friends that you once had. You cannot affiliate with the same type of friends that you once had. The scriptures say you must renew your your mind and your body. So, Correct. like Correct. Romans twelve and two says, and and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by renewing your mind, that you may Correct. prove what is that. That is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So you have to change everything around, like the elder was saying. Your whole thought, thought process, you know, how you react with people that you know still in the street, that's still doing things that you don't do at all. No, we're not saying you know that you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't talk to them because you should be able to reach out to your brothers and sisters because regardless if they're in the truth or not, they're still your family. But right. there's only there's only a certain line that you can cross. Because you got you, you you when you get in this truth, that's your job now. Your job is to do the will of the Most High. Well, go ahead, Elder. Cut, cut, Hey, um, Brother Eliezer, are you there? I'm Brother here. Eliezer, shalom, shalom. So go, go right, ahead and I'm speak right for here. a while. I'm just trying to figure out which one you are here to chew. <laughs> like, go ahead and I'm take here. over for a while. All right, then, Shalawan, Shalawan, Yasharala. Um, what the brother said is true. Um, I got a scripture, Proverbs 13 and 20. It says, he that walketh with the wise shall be wise. Mm. But a a um, um, companion of fools shall be destroyed. So that's exactly what they're talking about. If you want to be wise, you got to start walking with the wise. You got to start hanging out with people that's that's keeping the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High, people who's uh-huh. constantly teaching the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High. You have to change your surroundings. Otherwise, you won't change. You can't do it all by yourself. You got to understand that Satan has a united front against everything that is true. The scriptures tell you that. It tells you that in Thessalonians, he exalts himself against everything that is called God, everything godly. Every piece of him is exalting himself, meaning everybody who submit to Satan's will, guess what they doing? He tell them, yo, go go mess with this guy. Go test this guy. Go do this, that, and the third. We know the most high is in control of all of this also. But he sends Satan, and he gives Satan certain power and authority over people who want to surrender their will to him. So the scriptures will tell you, in um, um, Leviticus, not Leviticus, but uh, Ecclesiasticus 13, um, Ecclesiasticus 13 um, and 14 of the Apocrypha, King James Version. It said, love Yahweh with all, all thy life. It said, and call upon him for thy salvation. That's who we're supposed to be putting our hope in, not in Trump, not in Hillary. Not in none of these fools that going to do the same thing the last president undid. Just a, it's, it's a different face, same game. It's the same nation. People act like when a president get in that wicked seat that they get and they take, that it's a brand new nation. No, it's the same old nation. The same old nation that put your people through slavery and now got your people still in slavery. You just ain't figured it out yet. That's what uh, prison is all about. You got there and you get you get a charge and you get convicted. It tells you that 
in the in the um, Constitution that you're a slave all over again. Yeah. Then you got other tricks and traps of different. We basically in different levels of slavery. I'm gonna just put it like that. You got your financial slavery going on. Then you got your prison slavery going on. This is different Come. levels, but both of them slaves. Come, come. That's and, the 13th Amendment you're talking about. Feed the beast. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's the 13th Amendment that you're talking about. That yeah, 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 thanks. Uh, slavery is actually legal. Con, con, y'all got to check that out. That's that's actually in there. So it says, love Yahweh all thy life. I mean, keep his commandments. And call upon him for thy salvation. Every beast loveth his like, and every man loveth his neighbor. All flesh consultive according to kind, and a man will cleave to his like. So this is telling you something. What is it about you that you always around whores? You know why? Because there's a whore spirit in you that's drawn to them individuals. You got to change and pray that spirit up off of you. Sometimes you got to fast and pray to get all these spirits up off of you. But whatever's drawing you to those type of people, you got to examine yourself. Mm-hmm. It's that all flesh consultive according to kind, and a man will cleave to his like. And, and what fellowship has the wolf with with the lamb? So sinners with the godly. So there is no fellowship. You know, and you got to examine yourself, see if you're really ready for change, if you still not offended by the wicked things that's done all around you, and you say you want to be righteous. The Most High gave us the word so he could show us what was what was right and what was wrong, what was true, what was a lie, what was wickedness, what was righteousness. He gave us the law, statutes, and commandment so we could discern between the both. You see what I'm saying? And that's what this wisdom is about. This wisdom is about making your everyday decisions and make them everyday decisions in the direction of Yahweh instead of sin and death. The scripture also says in Proverbs 13, um, verse 13, whosoever despiseth the word shall be destroyed, but he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. So there's a reward for you. Verse 14, the law of the wise is a fountain of life mm-hmm. that departed from the snares of death. People don't realize that Satan have all these traps set out waiting for you. We think we got the game. We, I mean, straight off the front porch, we think we know everything. No, you don't know everything. But if you get into this word and you practice what it's telling you, the most high open your eyes and he'll protect you long enough before you realize why he's telling you to do these things. You begin to look around and see all your friends and, 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 and family members fall into all these traps that you ain't see was there. But the most high seen that they was there. And his word warned you about these traps. And if you just go by faith and do what he's telling you to do, you'll see the difference between your destination and the other neighbor's destination. Good. But, but so, they have to uh, select it. That up. Right. So so it says to depart from the snares of death. It said good understanding giveth favor, but the ways of the transgressors is hard. When I see how my people be living, I be like, man, they living rough, man. And I be telling people, you know, 
you don't have to live like that. And they really don't believe me when I say that. You don't have to live like that. You know, because all you know is wickedness. That's the only way you know how to survive. You're miserable. You, you hate yourself. You hate all the people around you. And you continue dealing with it because you think that that's the only way. And there's another way. It's the most high. He has a way for you. He has the straight and narrow paths, the keeping of his commandments, to keep you straight and focused. It gives you peace of mind, peace at heart. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, yeah, the the older you know, if you if you listen to like a lot of grandparents, they used to have a saying that they say, um, you know, birds of a feather flock together. What they was trying to do was like trying to paraphrase um, biblical scriptures. So Second um, Corinthians six verse fourteen says, "Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, like people mm-hmm. that's not in this war." You don't have any business affiliating with them. The only time that you should be dealing with an unbeliever if you're trying to teach them about the scriptures, teach them about keeping the commandments, because one or two things are going to happen. If your spirit is weak, they're going to entice you to sin, or you may be strong enough to win them over if you're a world verse in the scriptures. And it's not you that's winning them over. It's a spirit that's working through you. But the scriptures say, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? So you can't be hanging out with Joe and going to the club and, you know, smoking um, um, blunts and having it laced with something and smoking wet, you know, um, taking ecstasy. That's off. That is not a righteous man. Um, men of the most high not to be going um, out um, to strip shows and things like that and watching porn. That is the spirit of Satan. Right now, um, some of you under the sound of my voice right now might consider yourself a righteous man, but you'll go home and you'll watch porn. But Hamashiach mm-hmm. said in the scriptures, if a man look upon a woman and lust, you he committed said. adultery in his mind or right. So you're already committing spiritual adultery. And what you're That's one of the traps right there. Right, because when a man is watching porn, you're not thinking about your um your rib. You're not thinking about your wife. You're thinking about the woman that's in that porn. And them demons is going to get harder on you later when you walk away from it. Like the next day, that's still going to be in your mind, and then you're going to be fighting with a different kind of demons. And this is how people open them up, themselves up to a demonic spiritual world by exposing themselves to things that they shouldn't. And the scriptures say, what communion have light with darkness. And what concord have Yahawashah with Bilal? Or what part have he that believed with an infidel? Nothing. You ain't even supposed to be around those people unless you're trying to teach them because they're going to weaken your spirit. And what agreement have the temple of Yahweh with idols? For you are the temple of the living power. So your body is a temple of the Most High. As Yahweh have said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their power, and they, Yahshua'Allah, will be my people. But just because you're the people of the Most High, don't mean that you want to make it. You've got to keep the Lord's statutes and commandments. And in order to do that, you've got to come out of this world. You've got to stop listening to these um, bugged-out hip-hop lyrics that's not doing anything but just, you know, putting demons on you. I mean, they can rap about something positive if they want to, but it's all about sex, money, and drugs. 
It, it, it's all garbage. You have to, like the type of music that I was playing at the beginning of this show, positive Israelite music, which you should be exposing yourself to and exposing your children to. You must come out of this world. You have to come out of this world. What you got, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what the brother's saying is true. You got to come out of this world. And it goes right back to, to the scripture where it says um, in Proverbs 13 and 20, he that walketh with the wise shall be wise, but the communion of fools shall be destroyed. So you got to watch your surroundings. Mm-hmm. When you go to Proverbs uh, 12 and, and 20, 26, Proverbs 12 and 26 says, the righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the way of the wicked seduceth him. That's what he's talking about right there. You don't want to allow yourself to be seduced by this world. It said that the righteous is more excellent than his neighbor. So Satan don't want to let that continue. So what did he do? He got all these traps laid out for you to make sure that you get your disconnect from the Most High. Because that's all this is about. It's about keeping you from connecting with the Most High power, mm-hmm. keeping you out of righteousness, where the Most High actually created you to be. When you go to um, Ecclesiastes I was going to say they're keeping, they keeping them in rebellion. Con, con, keep them in rebellion. That's what it, that, yeah, that's what it is. I'm going to bring out the scripture to you, too. 12 and 13, it said, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear Allah, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. That's why you even here. So what, what does Hasetan do? He makes sure he put all these traps before you, these snares, right, to keep your mind off of what the Most High told you. Uh, uh, and, you know, anyone on the phone that may be a Muslim or uh, an Egyptologist or whatever type of philosophy that you may be into, any kind of religious um, philosophy, of ideology, hear me well. If you do not repent and accept Hamashiach, Yahawashah, then you are an antichrist and you will not make it in the kingdom. So, you know, to, you know, the, the Baba Ali, no matter how... Um, you know, much he claimed that he embraced, um, you know, our faith or whatever. Um, if he does not repent and let go of Allah and actually accept that Hamashiach did rise from the dead, then he is anti-Christ. In the book of Galatians, when Paul was talking to the Galatians, Galatians 1 verse 1, Paul says, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Yahawashah and Yahweh, the Father, who raised him from the dead. You know, there's testimonies of Roman soldiers like Joseph, I mean Romans, and, you know, historians like Josephus that testify that Hamashiach, you know, actually walked this earth, you know, and, and was crucified, and so on and so forth. So you have simple Muslims walking around and say they don't believe in the crucifixion or the resurrection, and they don't believe that he was the son of Hamashiach. And if you don't believe that, then you're against the Bible. How can you say that 
and then say you're with the Bible. You say you claim to believe in Hamashiach, but you don't believe he was crucified, and you don't believe he was risen. So then that goes against the scripture, Galatians 1, verse 2. And all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia, grace be unto you and peace from Yahweh the Father and from our Lord Hamashiach Yahweh the Christ, who gave himself for our sins. See, Muslims don't believe that Hamashiach gave himself for our sins. So all of you that's under that vibration, you better come out of it now who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of Yahweh and our Father. So this world is evil. The world that we live in is evil. It promotes... Uh, check Check out how wicked this is. They will tell you that it is illegal for a man to have um, multiple wives. Not that I'm promoting that or anything, but watch this, watch this. Now, what they tell you, even some of their psychiatrists will tell you if your marriage is getting in trouble, they're having an affair. They don't even call it adultery. It's okay. They call it an affair. Yeah, they call it an affair and say that's okay. But then the same hypocrites will turn around and tell you, oh, no, we don't believe in the multiple wives and you know, all of this in America. But they're doing it all the time, and they just simply call it an affair and said that's normal. So that, I mean, it's looked upon as a normal thing. Mm-hmm. So that shows you that the world that we live in is wicked. They, condi- they, they condone homosexuality and lesbianism. Now, the Bible's against it. The Most High is against it. And if there huh. happen to be one of you over the phone, it is our duty to tell the truth. See, I'm not politically correct because the scriptures tells us in Titles 1 and 13, therefore rebuke them sharply so that they will remain sound in faith. So if you are guilty of that, you've got to clean yourself up, brother. You've got to clean yourself up, sister. See, this is where the mercy of Hamashiach, the Hawashah, comes in because under the law, under the law of Moses, the kingdom from Moses, um, according to Leviticus 20 and 13, Brother Tazer Yawan, a homosexual as a lesbian was put to death instantly on the spot. It was stoned oh, to death. But under Hamashiach, the Hawashah, this is where grace comes in. And this is what mm-hmm. people don't understand. This is where Christians go off. They'll tell you, oh, we're under grace. We don't have to keep the laws. That's not what that's talking about. Your grace if you went out and you committed a sin because of the blood of a Mashiach, you can repent. Because mm-hmm. in the old law, you would have been put to death. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the truth. Get a script. Get a scripture for that real quick. Yeah, that's what the mercy is about right there. So when you go to um, Acts chapter thirteen. Verse 38 and 39, it says, Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, and by him all that believe are justified from all things, from which ye could not be justified 
by the law of Moses, meaning the homosexuality sin. That was just one example. Like blasphemy is another example. You was just grabbed and put to death. You was blaspheming the Most High. You just got put to death right there, right there on the spot. But here it is under Hamashiach, Yahawashah. He'll give you time to repent of that thing. He'll give you time to change. And Babylon, who we, who, who, who the world want to call America, the scriptures call Babylon, Babylon the Great. Babylon want to teach our people that they were born that way. Mm-hmm. They want to teach our people that, or oh, you can't change. But that's actually in the scriptures. They can change. But the scripture also says that as a man think of that, so he is. So if you don't think you can change, then guess what? You can't change. Uh-huh. You got to have faith. When you go to, uh-huh. um, 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 let me look for a lawful unspeed. When you go to Corinthians, it, it gives you a whole list of people who would make it into the kingdom and a whole list of people that wouldn't make it into the kingdom. And let me see if I can find it. And I remember it saying distinctly that some of ye had changed from this. Some of ye used to do. So that right there lets you know straight off the bat that the people was fighting with these same sins um, years ago. So the difference is they've changed. They believed, and they changed. Cause, cause, cause. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you can change. I mean, that, that that's just an unclean spirit that's actually gotten on them. And, um, and, and, you know, to those, you know, I, I know this one guest actually left the core. Um, guess nine, so I guess that must have cut their spirit. Like you know, we still talking about this homosexuality thing, but to to all of you, those of you that you're not receiving this, if this gospel was hid in Second Corinthians four verse three, it says, "But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that were lost." So if if you if you're not if if you're not actually vibing to this. Or if you're rejecting this, your spirit's rejecting this, is because you're lost, according to the scriptures. It's because you're lost. And it was prophesied that many of our people was actually going to get caught up into all of these um, philosophies like Egyptology, um, Islam. You know, um, Second Idris 5 verse 1 says, Nevertheless, as coming the tokens, behold, that they shall come, that they which dwell upon the earth shall be taken in great numbers. So many of our people are taken by the false religion of Islam. Many of our people are taken by Jehovah wickedness. Many of our people are um, taken by um, the Mormons and, you know, mm-hmm. Latter-day Saints, whatever they want to call themselves. Um, they're taken by all kind of different philosophies except for what they supposed to be under is their nationality of being a Hebrew Israelite. So you're taken uh-huh. in great numbers. Um, wickedness, you know, you're taken by all of these wickedness, you know, taken by the doctrine of men. And it says, and the way of truth shall be hidden. So this truth is hidden from a lot of people. 
People don't understand that being a Hebrew Israelite is not something that someone could just actually wake up one day and decide, I'm going to be an Israelite. You have to be born an Israelite. Anyone could be a Muslim. You don't like to be a Muslim. You know, anyone could be an Egyptologist. They could just say, well, I want to be an Egyptologist. But you can't vouch your way in to being a Hebrew Israelite. And all those Israelite camps that have people out there, is not of the nation of Israel, they're off. They're off, and they're going to receive judgment for that. See, so, see, um, see to, go off, to go off what the elder was saying, see, and what Eliezer was saying, the most high, in, in the most high eyes, if you're doing all of that, which they were just saying, he's looking at that as rebellion. See, now in, in 1 Samuel 15, uh, chapter 15, verse 23, it says, for rebellion in, is as the sin of witchcraft. So the most high looking at rebellion, like you, you, you commit some type of witchcraft, you know, and stuff uh-huh. is as iniquity and idolatry. So I'm looking at you, if you being stubborn on people telling you about the most high, telling you about who you are, your heritage, where you come from, how you need to change to, to get out of this captivity, they still, they telling you and they warning you and you being stubborn, the most high looking at that as, you know, the, Worst of one of the worst sins, and that's the top one. A dollar. That's the first sin. Gone. Now, what you got? Because I'm about to open up for some questions. See if anyone have any questions. I I'm about to get the scripts and let you, um, you know, do what you got to do. Uh, um, first, First Corinthians chapter six, um, verse nine, um, verse nine to verse eleven. Know ye not that the unrighteous, it said, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of the most high power? Uh huh. Be ye, it said, Be not deceived, neither fornicator, nor adulterer, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, so all of these things, nor thieves, nor covetous nor a drunkard, nor a reveller, nor extortioner shall inherit the kingdom of the Most High. And such were some of you. You already said in verse 11, as such were some of you, but ye were wise, meaning the word changed you, but ye are sanctified and it separated you. But ye are justified in the name of Yahawashah Hamashiach, whom the world called Christ, and by the Spirit of our Most High Power. Good, good. Hey, yeah, I'm going to open it up. Hey, hey brother, uh, Maya Kai, are you on the line? Yeah, I'm on the line, brother. Hey, you got anything you want to bring on up? Yeah, I can't believe here. Guess eight. Guess eight. Um, your line is open. Um, you're unmuted. Um, you have any questions? Yes, for the title that I do. Um, I have been listening and following what you said about the um, 
the marriage, once you lay down with some, uh, a man that you become his wife and all of that, um, my question is, now, since if we lay down with the man and become his wife, and the, and the husband is mistreating the wife, and he doesn't want to sign the contract of divorcement, how does she get out of it? Well, um, you know, hey, Keith, you got your sword on you? Well, I'll pull it. Let's get yeah, it. Corinthians, um, you you know what I want. Corinthians, um, chapter seven. Um, let's let the scriptures answer that. Um, for her, um, you know, where it says that the woman is bound to the husband as long as she as long as he liveth, and, and this is why we try to encourage um, sisters not to just go lay down with any men, but to try that spirit. You know. Um, <clears throat> Get um First Corinthians, I believe it is the seventh chapter, verse thirteen. No, it's not. It's not First Corinthians. Yeah, yeah, First Corinthians seven and thirteen. Oh no, 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 no. so I get. No, that's that's talking about the unbelieving uh, husband. Um. No, that's the name of the sons of Natalie. Oh, I'm in First Chronicles. I'm in the Old Testament. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're so talking I, about. I got it. I'm, I'm there. Too. Oh, yeah. It says, this is First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 13. It says, And the woman which hath an husband that believeth not, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Elsewhere, right. your children. So, yeah, you go ahead, brother. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I'll it out. Elsewhere, your children unclean, but now are they holy? Yeah. So, so if the, uh, unless the man is actually doing something wicked, you know, like worshiping some kind of idol god, like um, Allah or something like that, then the woman can't really leave him. Now, jump down to verse 39, brother, because once mm-hmm. she spread her quiver, what, what, um, once she spread her quiver to them, unless he's, like, being excessively abusive, then, you know, if he's being that, then she's supposed to go to, like, the priest, who was generally the governed body of the Israelites, and they're supposed to take care of that man. But um, before mm-hmm. you ask your other question, sister, hey, brother Keith, read um, um, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 39. This verse 39, verse Corinthians. The wife is found by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband is be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will, only in the Lord. Right. Um, so, I, I got a question um, for, for the sister. Um, did y'all ever draw up a marriage contract? No, actually, I've been with this man for seven years, and he is insanely abusive. He does idolize this Bonnie and he's doing this Bonnie and Clyde thing, and I can't stand it. Like, and I had to snap at him the night, other night about it. So none of that was ever drawn. But I was listening to Brother Tyler Doc, so I want out of this completely. So I, for for the sake of my own soul, because I can't do it anymore. Um, 
Yeah, if he, you, if he, you if never he just, draw up you know, a contract. You're supposed to draw up a contract. Right, that's in the book of Tobit. Uh, you know, that's an incomplete marriage. Right. Right. Because the whole divorce papers is to counsel out the already um, contract is there. The already paper that's, right. that's already in, into play. But but, but, but here, here's where um, wisdom comes in. Like, let's say, you know, she, she married this dude and she wasn't into the truth. So, you know, really, until, you know, you really know the law, then you really can't be charged with it. You understand what I'm saying? Because right. all of us was in the world at one time, and we was actually just running around, like, having sex with sisters, and we wasn't marrying them. That's where right. the mercy of a Mashiach that Hawashah comes in. But once That's you funny. know the truth, then you have to live by it. So let's say the sister, like, get away from him. You know what I mean? Because under the law, if she divorces him, she's supposed to go back to her father's house until that man died. That's what Paul was saying. If the marriage doesn't work out, if a sister gets a divorce, that doesn't mean she could go and take another um, husband as long as that man's alive because she would be considered to be a daughter of adultery. You know what I mean? And they don't want no uncleanness in Israel. Now, when you yeah. when you go to um, when you go to um, verse fifteen of First Corinthians chapter seven, um, it says, "But if the unbelieving depart, let him depart." Right. A brother or that's a sister him. That's is him, not. Though. Yeah, that's him. That's not you, sister. That's him. If the unbelieving depart, let him depart. A brother or sister is not under um, bondage in such cases, but um, the Most High has called us to peace. And that's what he's talking about, how when we was in the world and we didn't know these things, mm-hmm. but it's talking about if if the um, the unbelieving, like, yo, I'm done with this, I don't want to deal with you, and they leave, he's saying you're not held unto bondage because you built that under um, wickedness and not righteousness. You built that when you was in the world. Now you're walking in a new a uh, new life, a new creature. So it so that says, means I'll be free. It, it says, um, but if the unbelieving depart, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases, but the Most High has called us to peace. Come, come. Hey, hey, watch this, Matthew, um, the nineteenth chapter, um, verse nine, because Hamashiach talked about that. Matthew 19, verse 9. And he said, I say unto you. And when I say Hamashiach, I'm talking about Christ, to those of you that may not understand. <clears throat> now, they was trying to play semantics with Hamashiach. If you go, um, let me start at verse um, four, no, 3, when the Pharisees came to him playing semantics. The Pharisees also came <clears throat> unto him, tempted him, and said unto him, Is it lawful? for a man to put away his wife for any cause. That, that means any reason. The man just, he was with the woman for a while. He wasn't satisfied with her. Maybe she wasn't um, cleaning the house like he thought she should. Maybe she wasn't a good cook and so on and so forth. Um, so they was asking, could he just put her away because of that reason? Um, because you, if you look in the Torah, it was bills of divorce. You will see that the man was actually getting divorced. But watch mm-hmm. this. Watch what Hamashiach said. <clears throat> And he answered and said unto him, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And says, For this cause 
shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave to his wife, and the twain, meaning the two, shall be one flesh, meaning they're supposed to become as one. Wherefore, there are no more twain but one flesh. That's what it's talking about, the oneness. That's what Hamashiach means when he said, me and my father are one. They are mm-hmm. so in tune. So, with, therefore, Yahweh have joined together, let no man put asunder. It tells you in the scriptures that the Most High hates putting away. He hates divorce, but in some extenuating circumstances is permitted. Verse 7, they said unto him, why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorce? That's what Eliezer was talking about. And to put her away, he said unto them, Moses, because the hardness of your heart, because they treated their wives so bad, suffered, meaning allowed you to put your wives away. But from the beginning, it was not so. Divorce is frowned upon by the Most High. And I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except, except, except for fornication and marry another, commits adultery. And whosoever marrieth her, which is put away, commit adultery. Listen to that last part. Whosoever marry her, which is put away, committed adultery. Because she's supposed to go back to her father's home. See, a lot of sisters think, well, yeah, I'll divorce him, and then, you know, I'll go and take another husband. But the scripture says, until that man's deceased, she's not supposed to take another um, husband. You know, that's what Paul was trying to actually um, emphasize. So Mm. fornication is not what most people think, you know, it's Christian stuff. They teach you it's sex before marriage. It's not. Fornication is sexual wickedness. Like what this guy is doing, like watching porn, that's considered to be fornication Mm -hmm. because it's forbidden because you're not supposed to look at someone else's nakedness. That is is sexual wickedness. Sexual wickedness could be having sex with two women at once, having orgies. That's fornication. Fornication could be like having sex with your cousin, with your aunt, with your father's um, wife, and so on and so forth. So if he's involved in any of that, then she's definitely justified with having a divorce and not dealing with this dude again. Now, and since Mm -hmm. the sister, you know, really wasn't in the truth and she's just coming new into the truth, and that's where the mercy of Christ comes in, and she should try to find herself a righteous, God-fearing man. You know, that's why walking I said in, the, in the Lord. Right, right, right. But that's what the scriptures say to try every spirit. Just because, and, and I'm going to hit you with something, just because someone say I'm an Israelite, you still have to try that spirit. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of wicked Israelites as well. That's why two-thirds of us are not going to make it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got another question, sister? Or? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I haven't written down, so excuse me. Um, there was a a video that she did about um. It was a sister who was a lawyer who did the um video about the secure party thing didn't work or whatever. I actually didn't agree with what she was saying because she's she a lawyer herself and I feel like you're sitting up underneath her but you you yakking off at the gum. So how do you feel about what she said? Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not 
I'm not, I'm not really sure, but this call is not really um, focused on the whole secure party predator thing. This is okay. strictly, um, you know, for the scriptures. Like, this is, like, for trying to, like, get our people um, to the truth. So I'm not really okay. entertaining any of those kind of um, questions on this call. Okay, well, I do questions? have some other ones. Yes, I do. Now, I just recently found out about this the tithe. Now, I went to go give tithe to this, this church because I thought it was, you know, the right thing to do. So I went and gave the church, like, some of my money. But the church never called me back or anything like that. So where and how are we we supposed to give tithes as Israelites? Hey, Ellie, is there an answer that for, please? When you go to Deuteronomy um, 14, it gives you the laws of the tithe. Mm-hmm. Um when you go to, I'm going to read Deuteronomy 14, but first I want to read where the Most High put his name because um, this scripture in Deuteronomy 14 is going to mention that. And I want to clarify what he's talking about when he say where the Most High put his name. In Second Chronicles chapter 6 and verse 6, it says, But I have chosen Jerusalem that my name might be there, and I have chosen David to be over my people Israel. So we know that it's Jerusalem where he put his name, okay? Now, when we go to Deuteronomy 14, let's start at um, verse 22. I'm going to start at verse 22. It says, thou shall truly tithe. All the increase of thy seed this is talking about vegetables. That the field bringeth forth year by year. Mm-hmm. And thou shalt eat before Yahweh thy power in the place which he shall choose to place his name there. And we just read that's in Jerusalem. The corn, it said, the tide of the corn, of thy corn, of thy wine. So it's corn, wine, and thy oil. Your oil and the firstling of thy herd of thy and of thy flocks. So these are your cattle. That thou mayest learn to fear Yahweh, thy power, or always. Verse 24. And if the way be too long for thee, so that thou art not able to carry it. So all your crops that you want to bring, all your corn, because they had to travel to Jerusalem to pay their tithes. They had to take their herds and all their, their, their wine, all their corn, all their uh, wheat, all their oil, all, their, all of this. They had to take all the way to Jerusalem. It says, if it be too far for thee, so that thou art not able to carry it, or if the place be too far from thee, which Yahweh thy power shall choose to set his name there, when Yahweh thy power has blessed thee, then thou shalt turn it into money. So 
wherever you located at, you got your cattle, you got your, 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 your plants, your foods and all this stuff. He said, turn all that in for money and bind up the money in thine hand and and shall and shall go unto the place which Yahweh thy power shall choose. Take that money and then go to the place, Jerusalem, and thou shalt bestow that money for whatsoever thy soul lusteth after for the ox, for the oxen, for the sheep, for the wine, for the strong drink, for whatsoever thy soul desireth, and thou shalt eat there before Yahweh thy power. So when you go to when you make ah. it to Jerusalem, Take that money and get all that stuff back. And it says, and thou shalt eat there before Yahweh thy power, and thou shalt rejoice, thou and thy household. So you and your household are supposed to be eating that time. Shalom. Verse 27. And, and, and the Levites that is within thy gates. Thou shalt not forsake him, for he has no part nor inheritance with thee. At the end of three years, thou shalt bring forth all the tithes of thine increase the same the same year, and thou lay it up within thy gates. And the Levite, because he has no part nor inheritance with thee, and the stranger, so it's the Levites, and the stranger, and the fatherless, and the widow, which are within thy gates, shall come and shall eat and be satisfied. Mm-hmm. That Yahweh thy power may bless thee in all the works of thine hand. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Shalom. Hey, hey, shalom. Shalom. So, um, hey, hey, Shalom, yeah. who, who, who's this? Uh, this is Shalom, Moses. Uh, hey, Shalom, brother. Uh, yeah. yeah, listen, give thanks and praise to the Musa, yeah. Good, good. Uh-huh. Um, what happened is that um, I heard um, uh, the young lady ask a question. But in order for her uh, to understand uh, our position, I think it's best that we go to Deuteronomy 24, where the law tells us how to live. So Deuteronomy 24, um, chapter 24, verses 1 through 5, probably will help her to understand um, the law better. Because from from my vibration... 24. Yeah, Deuteronomy 24, verses 1 through uh, 5. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, that's talking about if the man actually found some uncleanness in her, in his wife. And the uncleanness means she went out and committed adultery or something. Mm-hmm. When you read 24, verse 1, it says, When a man have taken a wife and married her, and it come to pass that she found no favor in his eyes because he had found some uncleanness in her which makes a woman unclean, either fornication or some for, some form of sexual wickedness. Now, that fornication could be worshiping another god, or she went out and committed some kind of sexual wickedness. Now she's unclean. Yeah, but I was thinking that because it, it has to deal with marriage anyway, and since he is um, not living up to the laws of Yah, 
she could still under the the, the, the vibration of carrying him to um I don't know if I don't know if she has a church or whoever because there is a a, a, a principle where she can carry him before the elders and discuss um discuss the matter. So well, I mean he's so so lucky, brother. I mean he's a fornicator, so she could get it out of it anyways. She could mm-hmm. get out of it because he's committing fornication. Mm-hmm. So she she's under no. Once someone commits fornication, you're under no, you know, um, no, no type of um, like um, law to actually remain with them because fornication is, you know, a sin. Mm-hmm. That if they don't repent of it, then you know they're just not going to make it. So I mean, anyone not really clear on fornication, they could go to. Um, you know, um, Leviticus, the 18th chapter, and it'll tell you about all forms of fornication. It's and that, that, that guy is doing that from what the sister has been saying. Right, right. But, but my brother, do you think that our Heavenly Father, seeing that she is the innocent one, would really say you can't marry again? I mean, because we, we have to definitely weigh the matter there's no way she, she she's young. She, you have other um, brothers out there that will marry her, and she has to wait until this guy was breaking the law that should have died, still alive. No, see, I mean, she was, no, she we was ignorant. She was ignorant of the law from the beginning, so she wouldn't be subjugated to that. She wouldn't mm-hmm. be that, that's, that's not what we said, brother. You 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 must have left the core. Yeah, we handle that. Um, um, we we explain that. Like um, and we took it to what Hamashiach said, except the beef for fornication. But um, this this is the thing. Um, when you look at the writings of Paul, you got to remember, like when Paul wrote in First Corinthians um seven and thirty nine, he said the wife is bound by law. He didn't say he's saying this. He didn't say according to me. He said bound by law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will, only in the Lord. Because divorce in ancient times, you know, didn't mean that a woman could go and remarry someone else. That's not what divorce meant. It just meant she was free of that man, but she still couldn't take another husband unless there was some form of uncleanness that was actually committed. You know, and she... If she committed adultery, then she's condemned anyways. She's condemned anyways unless she repents. If he, com- if he, you know, um, if you know the scriptures, brother. Now, if this man went out and he slept with someone else, and he, um, he took them as a wife, according to the scriptures, he's still under the law. Because mm-hmm. when you look at the scriptures, the man could actually have more than one wife under the law. This is that's law, and I can show you that throughout the scriptures several times. But it's not the same way for the woman. Because every time a different man goes up in a woman, he's putting his spirit in her. And his semen, traces of his semen, literally goes to that woman's brain. And that's been proven scientifically. So when a sister lays down with a man, that's why Israelites' brothers be telling them, you've got to be very careful. you got to be very... Now, there's a lot of brothers that want to stay in the Old Testament and say, no, right? And they use that same scripture that you use, but... When we went to Matthew 19, verse 9, Hamashiach said, if any man puts away his wife, except, except it be for fornication, then 
he's causing her to commit adultery. She go out and marry someone else. He said, yeah. except it be for fornication. So there has to be some form of sexual wickedness involved because the Pharisees came to him with the same argument that you're presenting right now, brother. He's saying, they said, well, then why did Moses permit the bill of divorce? And what they was talking about was a scripture that you just read. But Hamashiach said from the beginning it wasn't so. When you Have you not heard he that which made male made male and female? And a man should leave his mother and father and become one with his wife? So they're supposed to be unified. This is why before sisters go out, you know, they're not supposed to be really just going out selecting their own um, husband. That's in this kingdom. In our ancient ways, both the men and women will usually have their fathers or someone select who they was actually going to be with. They were playing that way ahead of time. Well, this is going to be your wife over here, and so on and so forth. But he mm-hmm. wasn't allowed to actually lay with her like they do in this time until the marriage was actually consummated because they would actually bring out the bloody sheets when he would actually take a virginity and, um, you know, break a hymen, and that would actually be the sign of the marriage, and they would actually <clears throat> draw up a contract after that. That's how it was actually done in the ancient times. So, you know, um, this is why we emphasize when sisters just go out with these men, they need to be careful. Because you can't just run. If you just run from man to man, and so you just like the regular world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, That's I'm going to get this scripture. That's not what the most high set up. In Ecclesiastes 7 and 25, it said, Marry thy daughter, and so shall thou have performed a weighty matter. Give her to a man of understanding. So that was the father's job. And if you look up um, in the Bible dictionary, Inheritance, it'll break down how the responsibility of the father will fall upon the eldest son. And, of course, you know, trickle down the line. If there's no elder son, the closest um, relative male, the leadership of the household held that responsibility to marry off the daughters. That was their responsibility. Women weren't just walking around, well, I like him. I think I'm going to marry him. No, it wasn't like that. That's disorder. That's why a lot of these women are choosing the wrong brothers because it was never meant for them to just be out there like that, just choosing brothers. Uh-huh. So it's a serious matter. And when you go to Deuteronomy um, 22 and, 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 uh, and 9, it says, Thou shalt not sow thy vineyard with diverse seeds lest the fruit of thy seed which thou hast sown and the fruit of thy vineyard be defiled. Now, this is talking about land, but guess what? This is also talking about the woman because we know that the Most High compares the woman and your seed as land. Mm-hmm. You go to Ecclesiasticus uh, chapter, I think it's 26, 26 and verse 20, look at what it says. It says, when thou hast gotten a fruitful possession through all the field, sow it with thine own seed, trusting in the goodness of thy stock. Sow thy race, which thou leavest, shall be magnified, having good confidence in their good descent, of, of their good descent. So he's talking about a woman. 
He's talking about a woman. In the next verse, he said, and harlot shall be counted as spittle, but a married woman is a tower against death to her husband. This is talking about a woman, but he compared the woman as a goodly field. He says, so into her with your own seed, trusting in the goodness of thy stock. He's talking about choosing your own nation, your own nation of women. And I, I linked that up with the Deuteronomy 22 and, and, and 6, I mean, and 9, because it's the idea of she not even supposed to be having multiple men planting seeds in her. It's just supposed to be she dealt with one man her whole life. That's how it's really supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything um, to say on? No, I mean, the scriptures, you know, um, Leviticus um, 19.29, it tells us, you know, thou shalt not prostitute thy daughters, you know, like passing them, you know, from man to man. Um, the book of Sirach 14.11, or Ecclesiasticus, I mean, I'm sorry, 42.11, Sirach 42.11 says, keep a sure watch over a shameless daughter. We see, and I'm not calling this to the sister, but we are supposed to watch over our daughters and make sure that she gets, you know, a husband that, you know, is going to be right. right. Just simply because a man is saying he's an Israelite, because from what I understand, the sister saying this brother is supposed to be an Israelite, and he's still mm. acting wicked, you know, still watching porn and things like that. So, I mean, that, that, that's, that's an unclean spirit right there. And the scripture said to keep a sure watch over a shameless daughter, least she make thee a laughing stock to thy enemies. That means people, when they see her walk by, they start talking about you. Isn't that so-and-so's son? Look at her, man. She ain't nothing but a harlot. And a byword in the city and a reproach among thy people and make thee ashamed before thy multitude. So if you don't raise your daughters right, she's going to make you shameful. So it's said to keep a sure watch over her. Uh, Dad, can I go out after school? Can I have some liberty? No, you ain't going nowhere. You come straight home. You got to keep a sure watch over her and make sure she's being reared correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. So, sister, you, 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 you got any um, other questions regarding this? Uh, no, but I do have one other issue. <clears throat> now, I have always been an open-minded spirit, and I've always tried to, you know, I'm not perfect, I, I'm trying to be, you know, to walk in the right spirit. Now, I've talked with a few family members of my female family members because I would be in agreement with my husband having another wife. They were in, in agreement with me. They thought, oh, you crazy, and no, why would you do something like that? And our brother Tazaki opened my eyes to it. So I was able to see that for myself, which brought me to where what my what my answer was. So how do I handle this, you know, the fact that I, that's how I feel. That's for my soul. Not everybody else would, you know, do something like that. So what's the question? The question was, how would you, would you uh, give me advice on how to handle something like that? Because there's not a lot of females that will, you know, allow their husbands to have another wife. Because I, I, I understand it's a jealousy thing. Mm. 
Well, people people gonna like what the brother just read about being selected out of the world. Understand that people is not gonna respect what you have to say if they not in the truth. When we go to first first John chapter first John chapter four, um verse five and verse six it says they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of the most high. He that knoweth the most high heareth us. He that is not of the most high heareth us not. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So you're going to always have naysayers. You're always going to have people complaining, but you just got to have faith in what you know about the scriptures and what you know about the truth. They talked about Hamashiach. And all his and all his disciples. Did you read about so you gotta, Did you read about the uh Mother Sarah, our poor Mother Sarah? You see how no. how how she was a, a good wife and she gave her she 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 ultimately okayed her husband to have another you know, another wife. But she was the most to me she was one of the most upheld women in the Bible. Huh. She's the mother of our nation. Right. Well, yeah, I didn't and, know that. You know, it's likely you know that they would actually say that because they're of the world, and again, mm-hmm. um, they're trying to actually weaken your faith. And this is where the scripture tells you to disassociate yourself with those type of people. The Book of Romans ten verse seventeen says, "Then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of Yahweh." So by listening to shows like this, it would actually strengthen your faith. You know, um, brothers and sisters, right now, um, their hearts have actually waxing cold, and people don't want to see you doing better than them. They want you to be miserable just like them. They want to bring you down to their level. If they try to see that you're um, trying to change your life and doing something right, and, like, you're trying to keep the Lord in, well, I remember you used to do this, you used to be doing this, or you used to be smoking weed with me because they want to bring you down. But at the same time, People are so cold right now, there's rarely any more good Samaritans. I mean, people will see another brother broken down right on the side of the highway and just keep going. And that was, that was prophesied. The book of Matthew 24, verse 12 says, And because iniquity and wickedness shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. So they're going to talk about you. They're going to say bad things about you because the love of many will wax cold. So it goes right to those people that Timothy prophesied about in Second Timothy, the third chapter, verse 1 through 4. All of those kind of people are existing in the world right now. The only reason that the Hamashiach has not returned is because this truth hasn't spread to all four corners of the world. And once it does, he's going to return because just about everything else that's been prophesied has actually come to pass. So, I mean, like Eliezer said, the Most High is requiring you to come out of this world, not to worry about what these um, people are saying and so on and so forth. Revelation 18, verse 4 says, And I heard the voice, another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not her plagues. Now, you got a lot of Israelites that are read that, 
and they take it literally and say, oh, I'm moving to Israel. I'm getting out of here. This is Satan. There's nowhere that you could actually go on earth today that's actually not influenced by Esau. You go over there, Esau is running it. Esau is running over there, what they're calling um, Israel and so on and so forth. So when he said to come out of this world, he's talking about the mindset of the world that the people of this world have, trying to get all of these luxurious things and so on and so forth. There's nothing wrong with living that way, but seek ye first the kingdom of Yahweh, and all of these things will be given unto you. Mm-hmm. So our concentration, our primary focus should be keeping these laws, statutes, and commandments because that's what changes your spirit and makes you strong. And that's when you'll be able to say, I'm not, I'm not going with you. I don't care what you think about uh, about me and so on and so forth. Um, why am I going to be more concerned about what Joe has to say about me than my Savior? I, I'm more concerned about making it into the kingdom because um, Joe will turn his back on me. If I'm getting arrested, you think Joe's going to be there? No. He'll be the first to get on the, uh, on the stand and start singing on me to try and get less time. So I'm not concerned about the people in this world. I'm concerned about what my Savior think of me, what Hamas Yah thinks of me. And when your mind gets into that place and you'll be on the right track, who cares what they say? Okay, I live in Philly, and I'm just now, I mean, I study at home. I never really, you know, been to any churches or anything like that. Are there any around where I could go to worship or any online Bible classes? Yeah, right here. You, you're listening to an online class right now. I mean, we're going to be doing this show um, consistently. Um, you can okay. actually be typing in the room. We have a website. You could go to the website and check out scriptures and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you want to build with a sister, you could probably just reach out to my wife. She'll go over some scriptures with you and so on and so forth. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all the questions I have. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Thank you. Um, caller from Illinois. Um, you have any um thing you would like to bring to the core? Um, add to the core. Actually, no. You guys covered a lot of ground, a lot of ground, different angles as well. So, I'm actually nurtured. I'm feeling good about it. Thank you for calling in, King. Thank you for calling in. Caller from Ohio, the great state of Ohio. You have anything you would like to bring into the call? You have any questions? Don't be shy. Yes. Your family up ahead. Hey, Shalom. Shalom. Keith. Shalom, Eliezer. This is Rose. This um, is Rose. Yes, it is. How you guys doing? How you doing? Good, I'm doing good. My my question is reflecting to what the lady said. Because first she said that more or less her husband is wicked. Then she said that if her husband chooses to have another wife, can you know if she uh, agrees to it then that's fine. But my thing is this. If he's Was that wicked, the same woman? Yes, yeah, yeah. same woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the same sister, but I think she was referring to a new husband after she replaced him. That's what I think she was alluding to. I think she was just oh, speaking in general. I don't think she was alluding to the man that she's with right now. But go ahead, sister. Okay. Well, let's just 
hypothetically speaking then, if, okay, I'm single, but we're just going to say hypothetically on my end. If I'm married mm-hmm. and my husband treats me like crap, very abusive, and he chooses to have another wife and he asks, he asks my permission. Now, first of all, he treats me wrong. And should I say, okay, bring another woman so she could be abused too? Or should the wife leave him because he's abusive? Well, first of all, um, the husband doesn't need approval from his wife. That's not scriptural for, for him to take another It just uh, would be nice for him to let you know. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice for him to let you know. But if the man's abusive, then she's not obligated to stay with him. Um, okay. in, in that's why times, the divorce. Doing, that's why he, he gave them the divorce papers. When he, when Hamashiach was having a conversation, um, he mentioned, he said, in verse eight of, of chapter heart. nineteen. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. Cause yeah. see, Cause brothers and sisters back. started killing each other to get right. out of the contracts. So he uh-huh. like, man, look. Just draw up the contract, y'all leave each other alone so y'all won't just be putting each other to death trying to get out of these contracts because of the hardness of the heart. These brothers was willing to do anything to just get out of the contract and just move on. Perfect. So that's but why, that's thing, why them, what's that? Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to just say to the sister, another thing, a man shouldn't be just going to take out some other wife for lust. That's the wrong reason. Uh, that's not why um, men suit other wives. Um, that, that's lust. It, it shouldn't be for lust because that's the wrong reason. And mm-hmm. if a man takes another wife, the man has to be wealthy enough to put her up Take in a care. different home. The, the, the right. women are not supposed to be in the same home because when you look at, like, Jacob and so on and so forth, like, each woman had their own tent. Like, so... In this day and time, it will be called a house. So he has to be capable of taking care of those. You got a lot of brothers now that, you know, Israelites, as we speak, they got three, four wives, and the women are taking care of them. Where's that in oh, the no. scriptures? And they don't the want to work. Say a man that don't take care of his own home is worse than an infidel. Uh, but that's lost. So that's off. It says, he, he that, it says, he, if he, this is Exodus 21 and 10, if he take him another wife, her food, her raiment, her duty of marriage shall not be diminished. So he got to be able to take care of these wives. He ain't just going to be picking up women just to pick them up. He got to be right. able to take care of them. Okay, now I got a, I got another question. Okay, now, now we're, we're into the part where a man would pick out a wife. For example, like I said from the beginning, I'm single. I have men like wolves coming to me telling me, oh, you sh- you need to marry me. You need to marry me. You need to marry me. Don't you think the Most High? I only been in the truth for ten months, but don't you think the Most High will let me know what man I'm supposed to be with instead of all these men coming to me and bothering me and telling me I need to be their wife? Sister, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read you a scripture. This is, is Ecclesiasticus. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is uh Ecclesiasticus. 7 and, and 25. It said, Marry thy daughters, and so thou hast performed a weighty matter, but give her to a man of understanding. It's your, it's the people 
you're supposed to have a righteous congregation, but you probably don't have one where you're at. But no, it's supposed to be the men of your household, righteous men of your household. They are supposed to be the ones looking for a husband suitable for you. That's how it's supposed to be done. You see, you're supposed but it's to bring. Just me, Eliezer. All right. Well, listen. What you what you got to do is you got to get some type of screaming screaming for these these brothers. You see what I'm saying? Because right. this is why in old school they had a custom that you had to meet the father to talk to his daughter. You had to come and knock on the door and talk to the father and let the father and the brothers examine this man or this young man or however age he was. And if the father or the brother gave you a pass, then you was good. But if you didn't, then you wasn't. It won't never no thing where the sister would just go out, oh, I like him, I'm going to get with him. Or I think, no, it was never that. She would say, could you... uh, See, check him out for me and see if he's an okay brother. I kind of like him. Could you try to be his friend and let me know and see if he's a one for me? Or the brother would just go out and do it. But basically, there's a screening process because no man, that's why the scripture says in the same verse, but give her to a man of understanding. That means his responsibility to give her to a just man. You understand? So yes. he has to screen this man and see if this man willing to keep the law, statutes, and commandments and walk in this truth before he can even give you to um, to any man that's suitable and ready uh, for you to be his wife and all of that. But it won't never a thing where you're supposed to have some type of screaming, screening process where you put them to your elders or your brethren, whomever that's righteous and, you know, you know, is in this truth. That's how it's supposed to go. It's not supposed to be, I'm a sister and I'm looking for a husband and I just bump into this and to that. That's why so many of our sisters is caught up in so many tragedies because I can testify myself in teaching uh, a lot of our Israelite women um, that, and some of the men too, but more more the women, that when they go out looking for their, their mates or somebody they think suitable for them, they don't even, you know, they don't even contact me or or another brother that they know that they learn from. They go out and do their own thing, and what what happens? They wind up getting in an abusive relationship or something crazy happened to them. Why? So you're because, telling me, LA guard, that if let's just say somebody's trying to talk to me, mm-hmm. I am since I don't have no one, but I have you. I am supposed mm-hmm. to ask you to check in on him to see if he's suitable for me since I don't have nobody over here? Yeah, unless I more, give you the okay, unless me, I, Tazadot, or Keith give you the okay on that brother's spirit, you ain't supposed to be dealing with him. You see what I'm uh. saying? Because he not even supposed to, like, you can, there's a certain level of amount of teaching that you can do for him, but you're really not supposed to be his primary teachers. It's supposed to be your brother's. No, I'm no, I'm talking about men. I'm talking about men that are supposedly been in the church for a long time. Oh yeah, you you yeah you gotta yeah yeah you gotta send them to us, cause like the brother just said, all these these men ain't righteous. Well, I know just that. They're they're the, yeah, I know that. I done came across a lot of wicked so-called Hebrew-like men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, if they're coming at you saying you should be my wife and all of that and you know, I mean, that should exactly tell you that, that should tell you something right there. That, that's kind of yeah. a um, a, a lustful spirit. 
Like, and that's um, what I and, figured. And, and the, um, the, the other thing is, like, I mean, Brother Eliezer, I mean, she could, um, you know what I mean? She could have, you know, um, the, um, you know, if, if she's, like, reading the scriptures or she's praying to the Most High, you know, she could have the ability to determine, like, well, I'm going to be with this one. As long as it's not based on, you know, you know, obviously you, you want someone to be fairly attracted, but that's not supposed to be the primary reason, so on and so forth. But I don't want somebody no- attracted. If I want someone that knows how he's going to, first of all, I'm, I'm a queen. Second of all, he's supposed to teach me. Third of all, he's supposed to be righteous so I could follow his steps. I don't want these so-called men that, you know, they want to talk to you and then, but there's nothing scripture, there's no prayer, there's nothing. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, like the brother said, you you should you learning so you could you would learn to pick up on that. But I still say because the scriptures talk about that wisdom in um, Proverbs. It said before any man went into war, he first sat a council. You see what I'm saying? Right. He sat a councils of elders. These are talking about kings. They ran a whole nation. They weren't just doing things. When you read about uh, Rehoboam. He made a foolish decision. He didn't listen to the elders, and it split Israel. But we actually will have councils before big decisions. We will bring together elders and discuss the matter. Right. I get it. You know, um, so, Brother, have you been teaching the sister? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, I've been been teaching. We we used to fellowship with her. Well, you you might want to tell her that she's not a queen, like, um, you know, explain to her about the queen of heaven. Yeah, the, 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 the Israelites don't have queens. They have princesses. They have princesses. But yeah. a, a queen is a woman that actually conducts herself in a, um, you know, a very um, disrespectful way in regards to men. Um, it's uh, sort of like a female mark. And, and the origin of the word can be connected to whoredom. Right. Like you right. see the queen bee. Why you think and call it a queen bee? All the male bees sleep with her. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. 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 So well, Israel white women only refer. Yeah, Israel white <laughs> women only refer to themselves as queens, just princes, and, and so yeah, on and so princes. forth. Uh-huh. So, you know, when, when you read about the queen, when you read about the queen of heaven, the queen of heaven in the scriptures is is, is very evil. Surround her. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very evil, um, you know, entity. Uh, I didn't know that. So so forth. But yeah, when when the um when when the um when the brothers come at you like that, those are the ones that you know. First, basically, I would just actually um just shy away from. You know, if a man right. comes on, are you strong like that? And you know, since you know, if you know that you're going to be giving yourself to someone pretty much for the rest of your life, you want to check him out anyways. Come you know, exactly. you want to check him out fairly, make sure he got everything in order. Like, Because, you know, you meet some brother and he put on a show in the beginning and you find out like three months down the road after you don't have sex with him, this nigga don't even want to work. He won't even go out and get a job or whatever. You know, he want to sit home and play video games all day. There's a lot of <laughs> brothers like that. Then you have other Israelites out on the street teaching and, you know, they got three, four different wives. Like I said, oh, you're taking care of them. You want to avoid those kind of men. That's where the scriptures say, believe not every 
spirit. Try every spirit. That means you're supposed to study them and make sure they are what they say they are. Because anyone can say they're Israelite. Yeah, the scripture teaches us that two-thirds of us are not going to make it. Two-thirds right. of Israelites. That's a lot. You know, the right. scripture says in Ecclesiastes chapter 6 and verse 7, if thou would have get a friend, prove him first. Hmm? And be Good. not hasty to credit him. Don't just jump into something. Prove him. Right. Prove right. him. So what, what, for what, what, some what men is a friend for his own occasion, like what the brother was saying. They just, for their own occasion, and will not abide in the day of trouble. So when you're about to go through trouble, they're not going to be there at all. Huh? You about to go through the day of turmoil. So you can't. Yeah. So you got to prove. You got to prove a friend. Right. 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 Um, First John. First John. Um, four verse one said, "Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit whether they are of Yahweh, because many false prophets. It's talking about these Israelites that come preaching and so on and so forth are going out into the world." So they would say, yeah, yeah, you follow me, you how about show me how it's shot, and they'd be wicked as hell. They turn out mm-hmm. wicked as hell. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go over to um Texas um call in Texas. You have any questions, anything you wanna add to the call? Person caller from Texas, your your line is unmuted. You have anything you wanna bring to the core? What about Georgia? Moving over to Georgia, you have any um, questions? You have any um, feedback, input you want to bring to the core? Caller from Georgia. A response from Georgia. What about the caller in West North Carolina? Have anything you want to bring to the core? Any questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I see we have um, Satan, um, you know, on the line talking and calling us, you know, niggas and all of that. We usually get that every time, man. I do one of these calls. Wow. Texting in the room. <laughs> you know, I just back them out. They keep logging back in with a different account. <laughs> Satan, you know. <laughs> you know, I put in there, what's coming down, Satan? I knew it was, you know, the spirit of Satan because he came in with a name like Dark Knight. So I just, what's coming down, Satan? Just like Job, you know what I mean? Just like with Job, Satan's always out there, you know, <laughs> the children of the most high. So, um, um, guest eight, you have any other questions? No. Um, <laughs> yes, that's, um, um, you were saying something about this, you, the shirt. How do you get in the camp? That's my question. How do you get to be a part of the camp? Yeah, I mean, we're going to try to expand. We're going to, we're actually going to be, um, you know, traveling. We'll, we'll eventually be up the city, I mean, to Philly. But um, just simply by tuning into the show um, and studying, you know, with us, like online, okay. whatever. We're trying to, like, make this kind of, like, worldwide, not just the United States, but, you know, in foreign countries as well. How but, yeah, often I mean, just do you study? In. Well, I study every day, but, I mean, Tuning in to shows like this, and, you know, if we actually have something online, I think LEAs will be in some Facebook rooms online, but we're going to try and have something, like, more official. Like, when we do have classes, we're going to set up, like, a Skype or something so people could actually tune in that's not in the same state. 
Okay, I'll send them in there. Cool, cool, because I have Skype. Hey. Yeah, we're we gonna try to we're gonna really try to work hey. on that because we do we do we do uh we do lessons every Saturday every Shabbat. So Cause we do, are you, we are you in Philadelphia? No, we no no he's not in Philly. Um, but we, I mean again we we could be all over. It doesn't um doesn't really matter where the person is, but we don't really have anywhere in Philly right now. Um, there was a brother that was telling you that you know you could actually um. Um, converse with him and his wife, but I mean, they're in Philly, but I mean, you know, you could just actually really build with us. Okay, well, I want to get in where I fit in. Oh, it's blue flowers. That's the medicine. Who's that in the background, man? (laughs) 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 Nakashi. You sound excited. Yeah. um, So, um, Ohio, you have any other questions? No, I'm just I'm just grateful for Eli- Eliezer. Thank you. <laughs> All right, and Keith. <laughs> oh, and I'm uh, sorry, Keith. It's because I've been talking to Eliezer. So I mean, I still. Oh like no, you you all right, sis? <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you calling, though. Ah. Thank you, thank you, guys. All right, Shalom. So, so Elias on the, um, is he on 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 Miss Ohio? Is he on Facebook by any chance? Oh, Keith or uh, Elias? Hey, you, Keith? ma'am, are you on Facebook? Oh yes, my my Facebook name is, is Rose Martinez. That's talking about Rose. trying to they're trying to get to know each other. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Well, I don't even sing the song. I only singing that shit. I only been on the truth for ten months, so I have a lot to learn. Eliezer and Keith know that I didn't know anything when I first came to finding the truth out. I didn't even open a Bible prior to that. You're not by yourself. I was you know, if the brother tried to open my eyes. You know, I'm actually um in the process of getting my covering done. So low. So that I could cover up. Uh, I've been yeah. waiting for the lady to get back with me. You got to take my measurements and all that stuff. Did you, did you get my name? Yes, it was Rose Martinez, M-A-R-C-I-N-E-Z, right? Yes. I can give it to him. Okay. You'll be looking for me. My name is Monique. Okay, I'm going to Thank you, sister. You're welcome. That's good, right? Hey, hey um, guest twenty two has a um, question about the nations. What does the Bible teach about the nations going into captivity? Hey, brother Keith, you want to answer that? About the nations going into captivity? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The, the scriptures, the scripture says, uh, Eliezer, if you could tell me what, because uh, I can say it right off the back of my head, but I. I, I can't put my hand on the scriptures. The scripture um, Isaiah those, 14, those, 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah, those, who, um, those who lead into the, captivity. They, oh, they yeah, yeah, captivity. that's Revelation 13 and um and verse 10. So ultimately what that's saying is, you know, all the nations that had a hand in Israel's captivity and, and our slavery and, our, and you know, and our rape, and our beings, which is which is almost every nation on this earth, they have to go through captivity to to till 
to get into into the kingdom, and they will not actually get into the kingdom. They're being out of court. They will be, yeah, and they will be um, servants and slaves and stuff. They will be serving Yashar Allah, Israel. They'll be indentured servants. and won't be slavery like they had us doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, Jeremiah 30, verse 16 also says that, therefore, all they that devour thee shall be devoured, and all that adversaries, every one of them, shall go into captivity. And all that that spoil thee shall be spoiled. And all that pray upon thee will I give for pray. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to be repaid for what they've done. Um, caller from North Carolina, um, you have anything you want to add to the core? Central Florida, you have anything you want to add to the core? To the PM, say. Yeah. And me? Hello? Shalom, shalom. Shalom, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just appreciate you uh, starting the show back up. Uh, very enlightening on uh, the last time you had it. And uh, helped help me with my faith a lot. So just want to say I appreciate that. And um, within the last year or so, I've been through a lot. You know, I actually got gas poisoned at the job and retaliated on the job. And a whole bunch of things happened, but... Because of the most high, you know, I was able to get through it all. You know, I had managers that were trying to fire me and everything, and all of them were gone now. So, uh, because I held on to the faith of the, you know, the most high. And, you know, even guys can eat. Yeah, also I pray to Yahweh, man, because uh, what ended up happening was is that, you know, a lot of the people I was at work with, you know, they all into this kinetic stuff, witchcraft, the... The, the, the manager was a, a Kabbalist, even wore a little red string around his wrist, you know. And they even came out and admitted, yeah, we're trying to do witchcraft on you. But, you know, there was no enchantment against Jake. So I held on to that scripture. And, you know, I'm standing strong. You know, I got a good lawsuit coming. So just want to give my voice to Yahweh by showing y'all a shot, you know. But I got my brother. Hey, you just had a young seed, didn't you? So what? You just had a new seed, didn't you? Oh, is that me? You talking it, to me? Is, is this car? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I thought this was no. Brother Mayakar. Bye-bye. No, it's uh, Brother Nehemiah. Lord. Oh, I'm, I'm, I actually I'm, found I'm, out I had a son. I actually found out I had a son that was eight years old. <laughs> oh, crazy. Uh, yeah, I found out I had a son. I met him for the first time this year. So, you know, praises, man. I'll praise you, Yahweh. Come on, I want to read something for you. Um, in in Numbers twenty twenty three and twenty three, it says, um, "Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. Neither is there any divination against Israel. According to this time, it shall be said." of Jacob and of Israel, what has God wrought? So the most high long his spirit is in you, man, it can't put no spells on you, none of that enchantment, none of that stuff gonna work. As long as you walk in the truth and his spirit is in you, man, the most high gonna protect you from all of that. Uh, yeah, he, uh, the most high gave us power to trade on scorpions and snakes. And mm-hmm. God and my, I live in the south 
in Florida, and there's a lot of Caribbean people, and the guy said he putting uh, the the spirit Papa Legwa on me or whatever. And I prayed to Yahweh that Friday, and that's when that hurricane came. You seen the skull, and it's actually the the man with the top hat skull. That's who he is. And God judged, the, and I'm not trying to say nothing, but I feel like God judged that nation. You know what I'm saying? Because of that. And that guy got fired the same week. <laughs> praise be Yahweh. Praise be Yahweh. Praise be Yahweh. Hey, Jeremiah 17, Jeremiah 17, verse 13 said, O Lord, the hope of Israel, all that forsake thee shall be ashamed, and all that depart from me shall be written in the earth. That means put to death. They're going to be put to death. So anyone that comes in this truth and believe, they're not worthy of the kingdom. But all, uh-huh. all people that forsake the most high uh-huh. is going to be written in the earth. Come on. Come on. Come on. I've seen the work of the Most High, man. Most High manifests himself to the faithful, man. Yeah. Yes, he does. So anyone else have any other um, questions? Um, any kind of questions? There were noise and questions. Any kind of questions you would actually like us to entertain? I mean, you have any question about the Bible that may seem a little bit puzzling? Mm-hmm. Bring it out. Don't be shy. Just, you know, ask your question. Uh-huh. Brother, when, when, you, um, when you got some time by yourself, read Proverbs chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay, I have, I do have a question. Most definitely. Now, it does. I haven't came across it in the Bible, like the relationship between man and woman, like wife and husband and wife. What is that relationship? How is that supposed to be? Like, what are her duties to her husband? What are her duties? You want to, yes. you want to get that earlier, love? The Proverbs, the 31st chapter. Start reading that verse 10. Let, let the I sister get give. Proverbs 30. Hey, sister, you got a Bible? Get Proverbs yeah, 31. Start reading that verse 10. If you could do this, this is an unusual woman that every man would desire. You start reading that Proverbs 31, verse 10. Because it's mm-hmm. an unusual thing in that earth in this day and time. Right. Do you want me to Brother start at 9? No, verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? Well, I so see read, for Brother Keith, I want you to get Ephesians 5 and 22. And uh, you're going to read down to 33 after she done reading. Come on, come on. Let's stop for a second because this is um, King Solomon, and he's asking a question: Who, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? Now we're talking about a man here that had, you know, what over seven hundred wives and you know three hundred concubines. So um, he had his experience with women, and he said, "Who can find one that's virtuous?" Glad, keep reading, sister. I 
The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. So her husband trusts her because she's virtuous, because of her modesty, because she conducts herself a certain way. So he's not worried about her going out to commit adultery or anything on her. Read on. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. There's a lot of women that sit up and plot against their husband, like how they're going to um, get him for as much money as they can when they divorce him. And there's a lot of men that do the, certain, the same type of things, but not the virtuous woman. Read on. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. So she makes... Yes. He'll he'll get back on. Pick up, Eliezer. I guess I guess we you can um keep reading until he get back on and elaborate and break it down for you. She is like the merchant ship. She bringeth her food from afar. She rises also while it is yet. Night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to you know her what it's talking about right there. It says she rises while it is yet night, meaning this is your old fashioned um, church grandmothers who get up real early before the sun is up and start cooking and cleaning mm-hmm. and give us meat for her household. It said, and a portion to her maiden. So everybody's going to eat. Go ahead. I did used to get up early with my grandmother at clean and cook. So that's so weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. my grandmother used to do that as well. My my grandmother used to do that as well. Yeah, that's true. She used to get out well, that's probably own. where I get my love. I love to cook. Like, I stay cooking. So she considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands, she planteth a vineyard. So that's talking she, about her being productive. That's oh, talking God, about no. that she Amen. see what her husband trying to do, and she mm-hmm. add to it. Mm-hmm. She ain't sitting at home plotting and scheming how to turn her household down. No, she's right. sitting at home plotting and scheming how to build her household up. Even more. Oh, he's trying to get this. Well, why he at work? Why he doing this? I'm going to see if I can get it for a better price. So when he get home, I give him this surprise or what, so forth and so on. That's the type of woman. And I'll hit you with something, brother. The reason that a lot of sisters are like that, like you say, plotting and scheming, is because a lot of sisters that was raised most of them was not raised with their fathers. So they don't know how to treat a man in the first place. The only thing they have to go off is generally by their mom who wasn't raised by a man. So a woman that usually don't have like a, um, a, a, a good, strong father figure in her life, when she goes out and looks for a man, she's not looking for a husband. She's looking for that father figure that she actually never had. And the man, most so-called black men, he may not even have his father in his life, so he don't even know how to be a damn man. So it's almost yeah. like you got two women there because the man got a lot of damn feminine energy. 
he be arguing with his woman and all that back and forth. Like, he's a damn woman because he was raised by a woman. So these broken homes is actually causing this problem. So Solomon said, who can find a virtuous woman? This thing is hard to find because the men that actually should have been there is not there. So then the man is blaming the woman, and the woman is blaming the man, but the blame is actually the destruction in all these relationships and divorces. But I hit you with something, though, sister. 75 to 80% of divorces is filed by who? Filed by the woman. It's filed by the woman. So when sister's trying to blame men for how children are being reared, you can't fully blame the man because the man has usually left the home because he can't sustain your mouth. He can't sustain the way because she hasn't been taught. Hey, brother, I'm not being vulgar. I'm trying to keep it a buck. I'm trying to keep it a buck. But he can't stand the way that she runs her mouth so he leave and go somewhere else where he could get peace. Because that's what a, there's nothing more important to a man than having peace and contentment of mind. And that's what a woman is supposed to do. It tells you that the woman was actually created to console her man. She was treated as a help oh, me to help I got him a script for you. accomplish I got a script his needs. For Bring it up. Bring it up. That's, a, that's Ecclesiasticus 26 and 27. A loud crying woman is a scold, shall be a shout out to drive away enemies. She driving the brother away. Ho, 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 ho. Wait a minute. First of all, I, I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not an arguing type. I don't like to argue. So I'm going to say that. You know, and I had both of my parents, so my dad was in my life, and my dad did not play the things, you know. I got chastised for the things I did by my father. But you're an isolated case, sister. We're talking about as a whole. As a whole, the vast majority of black families are being reared by a single parent, which is a so-called black woman. That is a fact. 70% of black households are headed by a so-called black woman because a man is usually gone. And if you look into those households, there's usually more than one baby's father. Sometimes there's three, four, five, six. So the children are being exposed to all of these men, and this woman got all these different vibrations on her because she had all these different penises up in her, and then she wondered why she bugged out of her mind. And this may sound vulgar, but I'm telling you, this is where it is. And half of the times, she doesn't know why she acts the way that she acts. It's because all these different spirits are on her, and she never really had a strong father figure in her life. Now, you may have had your father in your life, but the question now becomes, was he a man living according to the scriptures? Because you have a lot of men that's in the home. There's been a lot of families that may have had the men in the home, and the man was a damn drunk. He just sit up all day and get drunk and watch the football game or something, but he's not rearing his children. He may be smoking weed or something like that in front of his children. That kind of oh. man is better off not being in the home at all. Well, my dad was the type of dad was, my dad was old-fashioned. So I hate to say this on the live national, but when I lost my virginity, my dad brought the person that took my virginity into our house and he sat him down and, and asked him, was he going to marry me? So my dad did go by. He did, right. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no. I mean, not really, brother, because the way that my grandfather and them did it, 
is that you wasn't, they had something that was known as courting. Like if you came over to see someone, the stories that my mom told you, that the parents was right there. The man was sitting on that end of the couch. The woman was sitting on that end of the couch, and they wasn't allowed to be alone until they was ready to get married. The father made sure that beforehand, if you lay down and have sex with my daughter, you're going to marry her. And that's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Read the book of Tobit. Once, once, once he takes her hymen, it's not optional. He's supposed to draw up a contract, the marital mm-hmm. contract. That's law. That's, that's the Israelite law. You know? Uh. So, I mean, but, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to um, attack sisters or something, but it's the same thing with the men. Like the average so-called black man, he's just emotional as the woman, and that causes a lot of problems in the relationship because in a lot of situations where he should just be quiet and let her run off her mouth until she gets tired and, <laughs> and, you know, just take away his attention, he starts arguing. They're up in each other's face, and they're arguing and arguing because he's taking on that feminine energy. When a man argues like that a lot, that's feminine energy. Real men do not sit up and argue with a woman. Because, first of all, a wise man would know you're not going to win. You cannot win an argument with a woman. And if you do win, you still lose. So it's just better to um, keep your composure and be quiet. You know, just come and talk to me when you calm down, sweetheart. You know, <laughs> that's the best way to deal with that. You know? <laughs> But, you know, most of these cats are, hey, yeah, yeah, you can't tell me. Going back and forth, man. You arguing. You got children in it. Now you causing psychological problems. You know, she she's going to get the butcher's knife, and he's going to the woman to get his butter. You know what I mean? Dang. Mm-hmm. That's how it is, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Yeah, they, they say when the woman, you know, um, you know, kills the husband, it's usually in the kitchen. Why? Because that's where the butcher knife is. Wow. You know, when the man usually kills the um, woman, it's usually with, you know, a, a, a gun or something like that. They get in those mm-hmm. heated arguments. Let their feelings get the, the best of them. Yeah. So, so this said, is why we got to be um, careful in choosing our mates, man. Huh. There is one that keepeth silence and is found no. wise, and another by much babbling become hateful. Some men holdeth his tongue because he has not to answer, and some keep of silence knowing his time. A wise man will hold his tongue till he see opportunity, but a babbler and a fool will regard no time. Ecclesiasticus 20, verse 5 through 7. But um, pick, pick back up where you was at, um, sister, in, in Proverbs 31. Before the before the um, Tazadak got got um got out of the call, yeah, they, yeah, they took me out at the two hours. I have to call back there. I stopped at sixteen. She considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands, she planteth a vineyard. You still there? Yes. Come, come, keep reading. Keep going. Okay. She girded her loins with strength and strengthened. Stop, stop right there. Stop right there. What does that mean, sister? She girded her loins with strength. What is a loins? Of course, between her legs. 
Well, not just that. A woman's loins is from her chest because of her, um, her, um, you know, her, her cleavage all the way down to her knees. That's considered to be a woman's private part. That's why okay. they're supposed to wear a long dress that actually reaches down to their knees. A man's okay. loins is generally just from his waist, you know, to about his knees. But the woman's loins is supposed to cover her, you know, her chest as well. So it says she guarded her loins with strength. That means if some, you see how the sister from Ohio said that these, um, you know, um, these corn balls be coming after her, said I should <laughs> make me your wife, and so on and so forth. That's what it's talking about. She guarded her loins from wicked Negroes like that. Slick talking mm-hmm. willies like that. They're just trying to get her quiver, and then their whole persona is going to change. Mm-hmm. All of that's going to change. The first thing the sister should be saying, well, what, what kind of work do you do? You know, you know, you really prepare, you know, you got to check them out. It's just kind of like you're going to get, you know, a car. If you go to a car lot and it says, as is, no warranty, if you take that car off the lot, you, you're accepting it as is. If you don't take it out, you don't check it out, you don't take a mechanic with you, you try to take it back, Hey, it says right here, as is, no warranty. There's a contract. It's the same thing with your husband. You better check him out before, just because he says, oh, yeah. I mean, when people first meet you, they always put on a show. They come off as something different than what they really are. So it takes mm-hmm. about three to six months before that true personality to come out. And you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, Brother Eliezer. Same thing God, with others. Yeah, I know. You don't know what kind of sister you might be doing. Oh, man. <laughs> you know? So before you jump in the bed with someone, you better you better be careful. You know, they might have and, some and type it, of uh, mental issue, whatever. You don't know what kind of spirit might be on it. So you want to check yeah. them out. Con, con, it's, it's funny. It's funny you mention that because, um, you know, uh, c- celibacy will show you a lot about who you're dealing with. You understand? You don't tell them I'm keeping myself, and they think you playing, and the months start going by, or you you really you really gonna figure out who you really dealing with. Right. <laughs> right. If a man if a man really wants you, if a man really wants you, because a man is not supposed to want you for your body. So women that actually attract men based on their physical appearance, um, you know, um, they're getting the wrong type of man. Because most men that's actually looking for a wife, he's looking for someone that's going to be modest. He's looking for someone he's not going to have to worry about going out cheating. But if a man like, you know, lust, if he goes into a relationship for lust, that's primarily what that relationship is actually going to be built off of. And once that lust dies, then you're going to be exposed to the um, real person. You may, he may not even be able to hold, you know, um, a coherent, sentence. He may not mm-hmm. even be able to sit down and talk to her about scriptures. He's caught up into the wall. But now she's stuck with him because she spread her quiver. Con. Con. Okay. The, the, the scriptures warn a man about chasing after women, just chasing after their beauty. The right. scriptures tell you about her inner beauty. That spirit, man, that spirit, that heart, the hidden man of the heart, that quiet and meek spirit. He said that's how the holy women of old beautified themselves. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, the scriptures say in the book of, um, you know, we, we're, we're, she was reading Proverbs 31, but when you read Sirach, and this is um, um, the wisdom of Jesus, sister, in the Apocrypha, you need to actually get yourself one of those, like Apocrypha. But when you read um, Ecclesiasticus, the 26th chapter, verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man that hath a virtuous wife, for the number of his days shall be doubled. So a man that has a good, modest, virtuous wife will live longer than the average typical man that has an evil, mischievous wife. Why? Because mm-hmm. that man's going to be worrying a lot. It's going to cause him a lot of stressful situations. And stress will actually kill you. Stress will cause you to age. It will put a lot of tension in your life and cause that man to die young. So the scriptures say, blessed is the man that has a virtuous wife. The number of his days will be doubled. And that's because how that woman treats him. It's because how she treats him. You know, it says uh, the, it, it once told me, he said um, when he would go out, because he had a virtuous wife in his time, and he said when he would go out, people could tell that he was loved because his wife would make sure his all his suits and his button-ups was ironed and everything was perfect and every and people used to tell him, man, your wife must love you. That's the type of report our sisters should be seeking. Right. They, they should be, you know, you know what I mean? Like they should be at like, who is your wife when he right. when they see him? Because that's your expression of love all over him when you send him out. Mm-hmm. Sirach um, twenty six verse two says a virtuous woman rejoice her husband, and he shall fulfill the years of his life in peace. A good wife is a good portion which shall be given in portion of them that fear the Lord. Mm. Whether a man be rich or poor, if he have a good heart towards the Lord, he shall at times rejoice with a cheerful countenance, which means a happy face. Uh-huh. So, you know, having someone that's, you know, um, in the truth with you, it, it's, it's considered to be a blessing. If you go, you know, you in the truth, you go and get someone like, you know, the sister um, um, in, in Philly, Monique, she's saying that, you know, she, she wants to get away from him. You know, you can't, you can't be in accord with someone that want to do wickedness and you try and live right. That's, that's going to conflict with your spirit, and you're going to mm. be at odds. But that unclean spirit on him is going to keep trying to break her down. And um, mm. the, the stronger she try to pull towards the most high, that the, the more wicked it, that spirit will get, the more wicked that spirit will become on him because it's seeing she's trying to change her life. That's why, you know, in the book of Job, when, you know, the Most High said, whence comest thou, Satan? He said, oh, I've been going to and for the earth, seeing who that I could actually conquer, seeing who I could, you know, take control of because Satan don't need to go for the people that's actually out there in the world just smoking wet, that's in the club, that's in the strip club, just watching porn because he already got those. Who he's mm-hmm. trying to get is the people that's trying to live right. So he would send someone. Satan could, could come through your child. Satan could come through your son to try and get you to do something wrong. Satan could come through your best friend and say, oh, don't worry about it. Here, take a hit of this. And it'd be some kind, you know, it could be a marijuana lace wet, wet or something. And then you hook. 
Then you yeah. look, what's that new crap that they just came out with? So you smoke at one time. He's talking about it in New York um, um, the other day. But you smoke at one time and you 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 like um, you're, you're hooked. Then there's some other mm-hmm. thing that people smoke. They they be crawling over on the sidewalk and like they yeah, got a lot of crazy drugs out now. You got you got like people they're dying go over here. Yeah. There's a bunch of heroin overdoses within the past two days here in Philadelphia. Mm. Yeah. It's See? called flocking. That's it. Death from heroin yeah, in the past what, what, two days in what, what, Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a dude sliding up and down the sidewalk, man. Like, just, like, his body, I mean, you can see it was an unclean spirit because certain drugs will open you up to the spiritual world. And that's what people don't understand. Like, a lot of Rastafari, ah, man, the weed's good for you. Well, the Most High didn't tell you to smoke the weed. He told you it could be used as food and medicine. And when you mm-hmm. smoke certain things that's designed to be, like, consumed, it has a different effect on you. It becomes an intoxicant. Uh. Uh. So that's what it is, bro. I thank you for that understanding. Good. So you got anything else, um, brother um, Eliezer? How do you want? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go into um, Ephesians a little bit. I'm gonna go into Ephesians, um, Ephesians um, chapter five, verse twenty-two, and I'm gonna read through that. Um, it says, "Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands." As unto the Lord. For oh, you got a problem right there, brother. <laughs> God, for the husbands. See, I'm gonna stop right there because the brother made a point. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as unto the Lord. A lot of our black and Hispanic sisters, they don't want to hear that. But that's straight from the scriptures. And believe it or not, you got a lot of lot of weak brothers, Jake's and and woken up Israelites, who who would reject this verse right here. They will straight out reject it. I don't because I don't because it goes in doesn't it go into the like the beginning where it said to um we're supposed to be submissive to our only to our meat. That goes into to the same husband. thing, same. Okay. Okay. Yeah, to your husband as unto the Lord. Now and and what you'll get is a lot of so called black women or Hispanic women, they'll be complaining like, well, you know, what if he's this and what if he's that? Well, why are you with a person that you don't believe is incapable of being a leader in your household? So stop stop being the devil. Stop looking for reasons to break the commandments. So stop. Half of them, half of them who come up with you. Hey, are you on this course? I tell them quick. <laughs> Hey, are we on this call? No, that was me. Oh, uh, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so stop. 
Yeah. <laughs> I well, make people laugh. My fault. Uh, <laughs> you leave this humor on the call. I appreciate that, and it's not all serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but but half of the women who who say that, you know, they just looking for reasons to not obey the commandments. When you examine the guys that they dealing with, them guys is not as wicked as they saying. They just want to be wicked and rebellious. Because we are now, responsible for our own souls. There you go. As an individual, we are responsible for our own souls. So, like, what you tell me, what I usually say, what people say to me, what they eat don't make me go to the bathroom. I uh, know by what I see and know. Huh. So when you, when you, when the Most High bless you with a, with a, a righteous husband, you, you keep these commandments. Don't play games because a lot of these women, they think, for some reason, they got in their mind that they so wise and so brilliant that they're going to outthink the Most High who gave them the brain that they use. they so brilliant, they got the slick. Look, they tongue slicker than Satan himself. They're going to talk their way out of judgment. They think that when judgment day comes, they're going to negotiate. Off with their they think they're going to sit at a table like in Esau court with some paperwork and try to plead their cause with the Most High. <laughs> Most High going to pull out these same commandments you've been rejecting all these years. And that's thing you know, condemnation. Man. So, wives, <laughs> submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. If you wouldn't say it to the Lord, Christ or Yahweh, don't say it to your husband. If you wouldn't do it to the Lord, don't do it to your husband. That's what that verse is saying. Mm -hmm. The next verse, 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. It says, see, that's symbolic also to the household. Your husband, that's why the first thing they do is remove the husband out of the household. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's why I talked about um, in order to spoil a man's house, what you got to do, you got to first bond that that strong man. You got to first get him. You got to bond him and get him down to even spoil his goods. So your first line of defense is that head of the household. Speaking of that, that what you're talking about, I had an issue with my youngest daughter. She's 22, so we was, she had a problem with me explaining to her that the man is head of the household, head being first, above, and front. And I was giving her the definitions of it as, you know, it went on, and she just still didn't get it. So and she didn't talk to me for three days. Hmm. Well, well we, we, we understand understand that. Our people is under the influence of Babylon. All they know is what Babylon taught them. Babylon, this world, is the opposite of what this Bible is talking about. That's why the scriptures say that a friend of this world is the enemy of God. That's what that means. The scripture also says that a carnal mind will not be subject unto the laws of God. So why do you think so many sisters will not keep that commandment because they have carnal minds. Well, this world, this world right here is really responsible for it, and that's why 
you know, we started the show with come out of this world because you have to come out of the thinking of this world. See, she's under the vibration of this world and what they're teaching her and what they see on, you know, what she see on television and, and radio. You know, prior to the 70s, things weren't like they are. Now with the mm. 70s, she thinks that she's, like, you know, liberated, but it's really done more um, damage to the woman. Because now okay. I mean, the woman's not really protected. Like, they walk outside by themselves and, you know, they're getting raped. And they're not under protection anymore. Like, you know, okay. the men just don't care. And the men don't know how to um, really be men. But if the brother keep on reading that um, scripture, when you get down to, you know, the 25th verse, it tells you a husband loves your wives even as Yahweh shall love the church and uh, gave himself for it. So a man uh, is supposed to be willing to give up his life to protect his to protect wife. His and his uh, children uh, to protect uh, his family. And most men are not willing to do that, you know? Nope. Salakia, yeah. I was going to say, uh, I was say First Peter, third chapter. When you read that third chapter and you start taking it from the second verse all the way down to the eighth, it starts to get more, as they say, it starts to show and, and it starts revealing itself what it is that the point. Because it says that, uh, uh, what it says, it says uh, but let it be the hidden man of the heart and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of the God of uh, of great price. That's says, what I was talking about. Huh? Yeah, because right after that, he says, for after this manner, in the old times, the holy women also who trusted in the Most High adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. Even Sarah obeyed uh, Abraham. Who? Calling him Lord. Who's that? Sarah. Sarah? How come Obey. when people bring up examples of righteous women, I don't ever hear about Sarah? That's what I was bringing out earlier. Huh? <laughs> 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 you know what I heard about? Deborah. 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 <laughs> Deborah, you silly. <laughs> oh, man, that was getting in, man. She called her husband Lord. Likewise, it also says that our husband, that the husbands should dwell with them according to knowledge. That, like, like Brother Tatanadak said, he got to be in these commandments. He got to be be able to give you wisdom from the Most High. So, uh, right. and then it said, giving honor unto the wife. So that's not a problem when you know that she's a righteous woman. It's never a problem to give her her peace. You know, you All know right. she's according. You know, and unto the weaker, also, uh, like I said, the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. And then they say, finally, be ye all of one mind. Now, that's the heaviest part of that scripture. It's saying we got to work together. You got to think in one accord. So that means that. Just like a child, like like before you have a child, y'all got to have y'all man's already linked. You know what I'm saying? You got to know how to support your husband. Your husband got to know how to support you. Then when you have a child, <laughs> you know how they do on these old shows, which they do in Babylon. They show the child, manipulate the mama, and then she, she can't get what he wants from the mama, so you go to the daddy. See, that's stuff. Mm. <laughs> that won't be going down. He going to know. He going to never shut it down. If mama say no. I've know. done it. I've done that to my parents. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> huh. And you know, and you know, you know, um, children. You know, there's no way. 
There's no way a woman can teach her child to be obedient while she don't obey her husband. It's impossible. Uh-huh. You sit there talking, why ain't you don't listen to me? And your child see you talk trash to your own or his father, your husband, all day long. Your husband tell you, go and do this and do that. I need this done. And you tell off in the mouth right in front of the child. Well, the child, like, where I see is no whole bar. I see that they divided, right. so I'm going to play on this. Right. And this man, he talking like a grown-up now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even know what's going on. He talking like a grown-up. Well, yep. I might as well just bypass my dad since, since mom's running the show. And then if she say, yeah, even if dad say, no, I'm going to mom because she running the show. See, it's crazy. It just becomes disorderly and out of order. Yep. And you know, that's a curse. Yep. That's that's a curse. Isaiah chapter 3 talks about that. It talks about how he would put a child to rule over his people. Oh, that's yeah. That's how silly our people is. Yeah. Got and the children. It said, I will give children to be their princes and babes to rule over them. Listen how foolish that sounds. That's Isaiah 3 and 4. Got the babes taking control. Then when you get to verse 12, it says, as for my people, children are their oppressors. Them same bad children. Guess what? These are your gang members. You see? These are your hustlers, right? These are the ones that make you scared to go out at night. Well, where the hell they come from? Somebody raised them. In the streets. <laughs> Somebody birthed them. The Bible talk about how uh, it says it says an unclean woman giving birth to monsters. Kind. It says it says women rule over them, and my people, they that lead them, cause them to error and destroy the ways of my path. That means they destroying that that righteous order that the Most High has given to us. So when you go to Ephesians five and, and to pick back up twenty four. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, see, see, for a rebellious woman, see, see, I don't want y'all sisters to 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 have in mind that we don't believe that there's righteous women because I believe that there's righteous women. Every brother that's up here, I'm gonna assume they believe these things also. I've seen them in my own life, and I know a few of them, a few, because it's not too many, but. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is these words are very painful for the rebellious Israelite women to hear. Words such as submit to your husband. These things are painful, man. These things are nightmares, as I used to say, them fighting words. Oh, no. Baby, <laughs> ready to go, too. <laughs> Therefore, well, I've always what, so. What is it you've always? If you've always had that spirit in you to be faithful, or whatever, and you you may have stumbled, you know, just because of a retaliation situation, but you still have that spirit in you. Then what? The spirit that's of called repenting, though. You supposed that when you mess up, you supposed to repent. That's that's a righteous spirit. Yeah, the, the, the scriptures. The scripture says a righteous man falls seven times, but he get back but up. But he rise up. And that's what you're talking about. You're talking about you fell and then you got back up. That's a righteous spirit right there. 
Right there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be subject to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church. So if Christ ain't doing it to to the church, what you doing it to your wife for? Because mm-hmm. Christ is our example. Show me where, because you got some of these guys that they probably coming from Islam with this crap. They, they lay hands on their women. The scriptures don't support that. Yeah, we don't do that. So the Quran, the Quran support that. You can find that. You can literally find that in the Quran to lay hands on your wife if she disobedient. But the scriptures don't never tell you to do that. Do you see why was he beating the heck out of the church? You know what I'm saying? You don't see these examples. So yeah, and, and one of the, and some of the sawdust they they tell you even to withhold yourself from your wife if she's disobedient. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, it, the scriptures told you. The, the scriptures specifically told you not to hit your wife. When you read First uh, Timothy three verse three, it says, "Not given to too much wine, and you're not supposed to drink too much, where you become drunk, nor striker. That means you're not supposed to strike your wife, nor greedy, a filthy lucre, but patient, nor a brawler, a covetousness." So you're not supposed brawler, to be a striker. That's a fighter too. Oh. Right, or a brawler. That's you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to be beating your wife. Right. And so anyone that um, does that and try and justify it with the scriptures is it, following his own understanding, and he's not that's following the most That's that Islam time. crap. That's that Islam uh-huh. crap. They try that's to bring it to the truth. That's wicked right. as hell. Man. Yep. I was just about to say, with what she be saying, I, I hear that all the time when people be talking about what they say, what they say, what they say. But it, it means something when they when they use that phrase, what God has brought together, let no man tear apart. So right. that means that you're supposed to, the only thing you should be listening to is the mediator, which is the Bible. That's yep. the only thing. And if, if these people that are so highly into your relationship, if they're not into the Bible, you can't trust nothing that they say. That's right. That's right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, right. I, I hear it all the time around me talking about, oh, why you do this? And why, they don't even know why I do this, and this in the commandments. You know what I'm saying? I bring it out to them. Oh, you take it too serious. But I said this is a spiritual war. It's supposed to be serious because it's going to be carnal. It's going to bring it out. And they don't, they don't understand that. They think the spirit is one thing. and come. No, it says in the Bible, as a person thinks, so shall they do. So if you ain't got these laws in your in your, in your your cranium and, and marinating, you know, and doing the right thing, I guarantee you, if you don't get this in there, you're going to do everything else that these worldly folks out here doing. And God got, like he said, two-thirds is going, whether uh, they like it or not. Whether they like it or not, we don't know who the two-thirds is, but you know what? You best believe that we all got to gotta get on deck. We got to stand in front of that man. We got to stand in front of him. Now, now, the scripture says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Like what Tyler Dot was talking about, you got to be willing to put your life on the line to protect your, your, your children and your wife. In verse 26, that he might sanctify, separate. That's what sanctify means. 
and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. So this is talking about how the man, just like how Christ delivered the word of God to his disciples to sanctify them and cleanse them, that's how the man is supposed to bring the word in his own house and to his wife to sanctify her and to cleanse her with the word of God. Yeah. Verse 27, it said that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not without not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his his wife loveth himself. Mm-hmm. See? For no man ever yet hateth his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it. So that's what a man's supposed to do. He's supposed to nourish his wife and cherish his wife. I guess I missed Even. the train. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. You ain't married yet, right? Mm-mm. See, you never know what the most I got for you, sister. You just... You just wait and hold on, sister. You just keep mm-hmm. doing right when most I got something for you. Okay. That old saying, you got to flip something that good thing will find you. God, you know what the scripture says? The scripture says that um, it says oh, oh, uh, um, in 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 um, Ecclesiasticus twenty six and twenty three, a wicked woman is a wicked woman is. Is given as a portion to a portion wicked man. to a wicked man, and a godly woman is given to him that fear of Yahweh. So just prepare your spirit for righteousness, right? And then you're gonna draw righteousness. You see, what I'm living, living, living righteousness, life. and you're gonna draw it too. Come. Living it, God. So it says, um, so it says he's supposed to cherish her. He's supposed to cherish his wife and nourish his wife, even as the Lord, the church, just like what Christ did with the congregation. For we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. That's exactly what, um, what, what Adam said about Eve, flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. He's showing you that Christ's relationship with the congregation is just like, um, a man and a woman's relationship. He's showing you that. For this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ in the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular, love his wife even as himself and wife. And the wife see that she reverence, that means highly respect, see that she reverence her husband. So that's the goal right there, to see that she highly respect her husband and he loved his wife like he loved his own self, his own body. He nourished and cherished him. There's an order in Timothy, um, 
second second Titus, I mean. There's an order in second Titus. Um, I respect all people. It doesn't have to be just a husband or a wife or whatever. I respect all people that, you know, because respect is due to a dog. So it's like not like I'm just going around out blankly disrespecting this person, disrespecting that person, or saying something fly out my mouth to disrespect anyone. So it's like how do you respect your husband if he's not right? How? Well, we already told you that you don't, you don't, you're not under no obligation to stay with this man because the man is a fornicator, and as soon as you could get away from this man, then through the spirit, that's probably in your best interest because otherwise it probably won't end well. So you're not under obligation to stay with a man that's a fornicator. And again, fornication could be anything from sexual wickedness to worshiping another god besides the most high Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Um it could be incest, you know, sleeping with um his kinfolk, you know, um you know, trying to get you to sleep with him, you and another woman at the same time. That's fornication. That's sexual wickedness. That's mm-hmm. only permitted in this man's world, but under the most high that is forbidden. Because another woman is not supposed to be looking at another woman's nakedness and vice versa. But one of the first things that Esau is trying to get you to do in these gymnasiums and these basketball teams is to have, you know, a bunch of men taking, like, showers, you know, in, in the same damn locker room looking at um, each other naked, breaking the laws of the most high. And that's the kind same, of stuff same, that we got to move away from. Mm-hmm. Right, right, same thing, same thing. That's causing you to literally break the laws of the most high. You're causing you to break the laws. So, you know, if this man, you know, this, you know, this guy, I don't know if he was your official husband or whatever, but if the guy is a fornicator, you're under no obligation to stay with him, especially uh, if you're trying to, you know, um, there's some sisters that are trying to get the man to, you know, be in the truth, and you don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't want to hear it, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, if he, you know, if someone is worshiping some foreign god, you're not under any obligation to stay with them, because that's idolatry. The Most High, in the first commandment, the Most High tells you that I, God, am a jealous God, and you should serve none but me. They don't want you to worship Allah. They try to tell you Allah, you know, and, and you know when you break it down in Hebrew and Arabic, Allah simply just means God. That's all nature, because in Hebrew, in Hebrew is our heart. It's not his meaning name. Of ours. They be lying when they say it's his right. name. That's not his name. That's right. just a right. word that means God. It's just a title. Right. But they're, they're, not, they're not referring to the Most High anyways when they talk about their Allah. And you could tell that when you read your scriptures because they go on about all kind of different things that the Most High, you know, forbids. You know, in the uh, uh, case in point, in the Quran, you know, he's talking about beating your wives. When you read Quran, um, Surah 4, verse 34, which Anissa means the women, the husband is allowed to beat his wife. Yeah. So that's where they promote it. He's literally mm-hmm. allowed to beat his wife. It's permitted. Mm-hmm. At first, I'm it sick. tells you. At first, it tells you to try to get her to come to terms with you. If that doesn't work, it tells you to withdraw sex away from her. This is its work. And the third thing, they said if withdrawing sex don't work, beat her. Mm-hmm. And if you if you talk to any woman 
like a lot of these black women that's Muslims in America, if they was really in an Islamic state, I could guarantee you they would not want to be Muslim because they would be under the Sharia law, which highly encourages husbands to beat their wives. I heard one Muslim um, woman professing that um, when they asked her, well, what does Sharia law say about um, women getting beat in Islam? She was like, it's not unusual for a wife to be beat every day. Like, it's expected, you know? It's expected. And they try and glorify that. Right, they try and glorify it to get people to come in. They say, oh, Islam is such a beautiful religion. But when you do the history of that, it was spread by the sword. During the time of Prophet Muhammad, anyone that did not convert to Islam was killed. Now, you can't look anywhere down history where it says, well, if you don't become an Israelite and believe in um, Yahweh, we're going to put you to death. You, you can't find a history of us trying to force people over into our way of life because it wasn't uh-huh. a religion. But Muhammad was telling people if they don't convert to Islam, cut their heads off. He done that to Christians and Jews. He was involved he in the massacre. He said he was hunting down several sections of the Hebrews, too. Right, right. right. They took over. They, they actually didn't take over um, Jerusalem during the time that Muhammad was alive. That actually ha- happened under one of his caliphs named Umar. They took over Jerusalem. They took over Damascus. The five cities surrounding that area, the damn Muslims took it over and killed up most of the people. And they were making the young Hebrew boys um, take down their pants. And if they had pubic hairs, they was chopping their head off as well. And then you got simple black people that go out and be a damn Muslim after the history of what they've done to our people. And, uh, mm-hmm. Also, she can always reflect on Titus, the second chapter, man, if she really want to break it down to what, what's, what's required. As far as being a husband and a wife, you know, they break it down. So it, it, it tells you, the first, the first verse tells you what it's going into, and then as you read it, you get a better understanding because you got, like you said, there's a lot of people out here, you know, they come out here, their doctrine is not sound. You know what I mean? You got them all over the place. They're all over the place. But this right you here. You said Titus um, chapter 2? Yeah. It's, it's cut, it's simple, it's, 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 it's right there. A child can understand it when he read it. And I wanted to, uh, I wanted to get, get a verse um, concerning um, the, the husbandry or the duty of a husband. It's um, in um, Ecclesiasticus chapter 7, verse 15, it says, Hate not labor of work neither husbandry, which the Most High has ordained. So he's supposed to be working. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a good question. So is it just one that can work? Or because some, some men don't allow their wives to have a job. Both of them but work. It depends, okay. on your, it depends on your husband what he, what he allows because he's supposed to be your leader. But... You can find that uh, 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 Rebecca, she was actually tending sheep. She was working under under um, Laban. She was a, a, a tending sheep. That was a job. You see okay. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you find certain women in the in the scriptures. They was actually doing jobs and working. You look at um, 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 what's her name, Ruth. You look at Ruth. 
Ruth, when her husband died, she had to go out in the field with men and work. So it's optional, <laughs> but it all depends on your husband, what your husband trying to do. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got the situation with Tobit. Tobit, he became disabled, he became blind, and his wife had to go out and find work. Mm-hmm. So we have we have examples of women working. But it's not her primary duty. It's his. You see what I'm saying? Right. And to go even deeper with that, like after after uh, after Yaakov had the uh, the battle with the angel, and you know he 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 injured himself. How do you think he survived so long? His wife was still in this corner. His wives was taking care of him. He was, he was being taken care of. They still respected him as the head. You know. Uh, so it's not really about. Uh, the uh, carnal things that you got is the character that comes with the the spiritual things that you got, you know. So, you know, you you just gotta find that man that's gonna tap into your spirituality and just be just as spiritual and and like I said it like I was saying earlier about Titus, you know, you come with that sound doctrine, y'all gonna see eye to eye eventually. You just keep it up and like how the doctor said, you know, he study every day, right? You study to show yourself approved. So when you go in these scriptures, you know. You you be amazed if 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 your husband start to bring things out to you, and then when you start going over the scriptures, some of the things that are actually just you know give you a quickening. You know what I'm saying? You be like, oh, I didn't even see it like that at first. You know. Right, what I'm right, right. So, so everything that's ordained by the man and ordained by the woman, those those two roles are very important because that's infrastructure. One supports the other, so it's imperative. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And um, see, you got to let the spirit flow through your house. The scripture says without restraint, meaning you can't be having stuff in place that's disordered. You see what I'm saying? So when the scriptures say in Tobit, Tobit 8 and 6, thou made of Adam and gave him Eve, his wife, for a helper mm-hmm. and a stay. You got to know that that's your job, a helper in a state. And you got to love that about you because that's how the Most High created you. When you understand who you are and what you're supposed to be doing and who he is to you and what he's supposed to be doing, it gives you peace of heart, peace of mind. It gives you clarity. It says, of them came mankind. Thou hast said, it is not good that man should be alone. Let us make unto him an aid like unto himself. That's what she's supposed to be, a helper, an aid, a support. And now, O Lord, I take not this, my sister, for lust. So like Tazadak was saying, no brother's supposed to be just taking wives just because of lust. But uprightly, therefore, mercifully ordained, that we may become aged together. See, nobody's thinking about that part. Mm-hmm. I'm get with somebody that I can grow old with. Right. You I think about that. Like, I, mean, I don't know about everybody else, but I think about stuff like that all the time. Hey. Now you talk, we're talking about as a, as a nation, we don't think that way. Right. right. Yeah, because the kids that I see nowadays, 
they I don't even see them even paying attention to even having a future. They they're not even thinking about, you know, what what the actions that they take, what's it gonna lead them to. They're not thinking like that. They they really not. You know, so it's like these kids just run like he said, they monsters. There's a big old hole in them that could be filled with knowledge, but it's like a big old empty air bubble and every time you try to put something in it, it push it back out. It's just it's funny. It's funny in a way, but it's not because, you know, I mean, like if you go over the scriptures, every man gonna get judged by their works. You see oh, what yeah. I'm saying? So that's that's how you should think about it. When you doing something for your husband that's in this truth, that's a righteous man that you know is in your corner and you know they're in your corner, that's how you're supposed to think about it. You're supposed to know that everything that you're doing, whether it be hard or easy, is done is doing righteous works. You know what I'm saying? And and mm-hmm. sometimes that takes that yoke off your neck. See? This right. society is gonna teach you that. This society teach you, oh, you don't need a man. You independent. You can do everything on your own. If you don't like him, he can get out. And you can't call the police on. They killing them now. You say, oh, I just mm-hmm. want him out of my house. They don't even ask him to leave. They just, what's in your hand? Freeze. And that's it right there. Now you, now you without a man. See, they know what they doing. This society knows what they doing. This society knows what they doing. But what we got the answers is the holy word of the most high God. Mm-hmm. The holy word of the most high power. So like I read before, read it again. It says in Proverbs thirteen, it said and I'm gonna start at fourteen. Verse fourteen. The law of the wise is a fountain of life that departeth from the snares of death. Most high trying to warn you so you won't fall into all these traps. Mm-hmm. Good understanding give a favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. See? Mm-hmm. They be living rough. That's why I be saying to them, I'm like, why y'all living rough like that? You ain't got to live rough like that. You could choose the Lord. You ain't got to live rough like that. Yep. Wow. Hey, Suwakia, um, sweetheart, hey, this call has actually carried on for about three hours, so I'm going to bring it to an end. It's like 1055. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we could actually, most high willing, continue this um, next week. God. Yeah, that's okay. why I got kicked out of the call. Usually after two hours, they actually kick me out of the call, but I logged back in a couple times. Oh, Okay. Okay, yeah. so you'll be doing it on the Shabbat as well? Yeah, we may um, Yeah, we may do it on the Shabbat if we have a way to um, um, connect, you know, to like the um, where we'll be actually teaching that. We have um, connectivity there, but I could actually do it on the Shabbat. Yeah, we could do that. We could try and do that. It's probably a pretty good idea. Yeah. Rose well, uh, Martinez oh, just told me to say thanks for everything. All right. Uh-huh. All praises. Yep. All right, so yeah, yeah, brother. Um, wh- wh- where you at again, brother? You- you're in Florida. Hey, hello. You talking about the the brother um, Nehemiah? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm, I'm at work right now, though. Yeah, you're in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, like which part? Like uh, uh, Orlando, somewhere like that? Oh, West Palm Beach. West Palm. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I thought you was Brother Mayaka. He's down there, but he's all the way in Miami. No, nah, I used to call last year. On last time the show was up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on like earlier, but I see he logged off. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll see if I can um, you know, create a call or something for the Shabbat. So, yeah, man, we would like to thank everyone for tuning in. I'm about to um, shut it down. Um, so, yeah, um, the, the sister's still on for, um, from Philly. You could try to, try to actually um, communicate with that sister that they was um, reaching out to, but she's kind of new in the truth also. You, so you may want to just try to reach out to my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been in the truth uh, for a while. Got, y'all got um, those numbers, the sisters that you're talking about? I think they they uh they share information with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Trying to. Um, so yeah, we'd like to thank everyone for um tuning in. Um. So, most high in Christ bless. And how about show me how we shop a lot of Good night. Good night. Good night. Good Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.